This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, trips on Ivan's bus set to increase 3,000% with Josh Reynolds getting on board at the next stop. Panthers won't follow the Bulldogs' lead and pull out of city country due to their total inability to pull out of anything. Mal Meninga in goat-fucking scandal as up to six players are said to possess incriminating photos. Plus, we look back at all the action from Round 8 of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more this week in Lee. To episode 252 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm on top of the fucking world. After the Panthers membership session, I'm so, Jay. So that would have been, a, so, so that, that membership session was uh, like a 44-gallon drum with like a fire in it and people just walking up and dropping their membership details and their scarves or their jerseys or whatever in? No. It was the loyal and faithful Panthers members yeah. from the greater Brisbane area yeah. coming to support their team yeah. and reassure them. And this was something, this is like a free thing thrown on for people, members of the, you know, the away from Sydney membership yes. type or something? Yes, that's yep. it. Okay. And so, give us a breakdown. Um, seen photos, obviously. Yeah, it's... You met several sc- of the players. Scary, scary moments when um, my two-year-old ran off. Mm-hmm. And then I caught fucking Anthony Griffin trying to take my two-year-old into a room by himself. I was ready to fucking throw punches, but then I realised he was just trying to explain the game plan. Thought he was Matt Moylan. Um, because Matt Moylan is so young. He's so young. <laughs> On account of his youth. He's so young. Um, to a man, just a, a, a humble, pleasant, well-spoken... Group Defeated. Of, of proud Australian and New Zealanders. <laughs> I can think of another group of proud young Australians and New Zealanders that were defeated. Yeah. As much. Benra three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how are they feeling? So what's the vibe? How are they feeling? They're looking oh. to looking to uh, smash the Broncos and reassert their premiership favouritism on the weekend, or what? Yeah, you know what. I'd, I don't think they're full of confidence, um, which is a good thing, you know. I, I think if they were all fucking... There's nothing better than, than having a loser mentality and going and thinking you're going to lose. Confidence yeah, no. is so overrated. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but if they were all full of fucking cock and vinegar, yeah, then, yeah, they, they haven't really earned the right. They, they were no, great. No, you know, but what about fake it till you make it? Yeah, you've never made it, have you? It doesn't work. Mate, fake to make it. That's how I live my life. Yeah, that's... <laughs> no. Do, do the work and then just fucking make it. Everything that's... everything I've ever done has been fake to make it. Um, but, you know, again, they're, they're coming up against a, a form side of the, the competition. Yep. And and how they are with the fans isn't a 100% form, form side is reflection. Much. But um, oh, Broncos are favourites to win the, the competition. Fuck off they are. Yeah, look at the bookies. Oh, for fuck's sake. But, um... Oh, the Dragons are, aren't they? No, the... Storm. Not Broncos, fucking no way. Broncos are scratchy as fuck at the minute. Yeah. Hmm? Favourites. 
Obviously, trying to get some blood into some Broncos fans' dicks or something, but no. for, for what to what end? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the 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 guys were all fantastic and and had a lot yep. of time for the the fans and the kids. And How about Griffin? Is he a friendly character? He looked friendly. Fuck. Uh, look, I <clears throat> I always like to say that you can't base one interaction and and judge a person's character on it, but but when you're walking into a members function. Where they're probably going to be at their most, you would expect they would be even if they even if they're a cunt inside, they'd be kind of at least bunging something on because these are the lifeblood of the maybe yeah. But when you're walking in the door with yeah. you know you you're a ten year old or a two year old in fucking Panthers gear decked out yep with members hats on yep oh they've fucking paid for memberships for the ten year old and the two year old and for the coach to um, sort of see you make eye contact and then turn away yeah you know yeah. how do I know he didn't just get a call from Gus telling him he looked tired he's probably mutter- he's pro- he was probably muttering under his breath too like yeah, yeah. Like, suck my dick maybe he listens to the show suck my dick with your fucking memberships maybe the- bitch got yeah. your money <laughs> true <laughs> it's very yeah. true yeah. you can send Bryce around and fucking take those two little uh, fucking uh, two little uh, two little uh, multi-trimesters mem- out mem- membership <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. But, all in all, great night. Bryce is great in the tools. He'll offload those two kids. The lads enjoyed it. 100 trimesters? 50 trimesters? Nathan Cleary's just a fucking spectacular human being. Yeah. How's the chin in real life? It's scary. Honestly, it is is like... Improbable. The fucking hand of God chiselled him out of antique marble. It's it's like he it's like he took a fucking piece of shit like David, right? <laughs> took a fucking blight on the world like David and went, you know, fuck this. I'm going to turn it into something better, and that's what Nathan Cleary's. Well, he's got arms, hasn't he? So striking he jaw lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he probably used like twenty percent too much marble, right, for the jaw. No, not at all. <laughs> Just a bit dense in the foot, so the fucking all it can do is bomb. <laughs> nah, great night. All right, so uh, as always, we like to welcome new listeners and uh, solicit stories of you know, you know where you're from. If you if you've joined Twitter because of the show and all that sort of thing, we'll get you some uh, instant instant uh, buddies following you up there and getting your follow count up. So we had a eight 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 eight. That's five eights. S account so it's you know five eights this account does Gents. that does that say something or spell something in like millennial speak five eights what would five eights be maybe he's a five eighth maybe it's wally lewis yeah could be 40s could be cliffy lions is he saying 40s like you know, drink a 40 <sighs> Put some, put, yeah, spill, spill a, spill a forty on the pavement for yeah, the homies that they couldn't do with us anymore. Or Could it's be. just a good luck thing, and my fucker likes, you know, Leave a, likes the casino. So something the Wu Tang Band would say. <laughs> <laughs> there's a deep, there's a deep reference. Who's, who's the Wu Tang Band? Is, <laughs> so, that, is that like a fucking Las Vegas tribute? <laughs> It's just uh, there's Ain't a, there's nothing a, to fuck with. <laughs> it's a show. <laughs> it's too much of a long story to get into, but there's a show, an episode this week. One of the characters <laughs> refers to the Wu Tang. Okay, fair enough. To a black friend. Okay, <laughs> like, it's Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> um, the gents, 
2017 rookie here, loving the show. Happy to open the Twill Singapore desk up, uh, desk up Queensland, along with the brethren, as in brothers rugby league up here. Hashtag Twill Expats. There you go. Um, I, I think I, you've been fit. You've been beaten. No, beaten I officially, I officially name him the t- this week in league Singapore ambassador. <laughs> You're trying to stir up shit. So, sh- so shall it be done. So it was almost a bit of a, a bit of a hybrid welcome slash twill tourist thing. Mm. Uh, we've got one uh, at L Whitnall. So that's uh, L W H I T N A double L. More brilliance from Nate and Jane. A land where union is nothing and league rules the roost. What a discerning nation. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, we had a bit of these. Uh, we had a bit of these guys. Uh, they enjoyed the, the rugby. The rugby union chat. We had an eagle-eyed kiwi. Uh, Kiwi, obviously, you know, more more affinity for, for union there. Yep. Another case of the profile of Australian rugby. You heard the name Curtis Rona? Had, had to recall why that name was why that name yeah. was familiar. I've never never heard of him. <laughs> Not anymore. Didn't he used to play for a pub side? I, I guess. He yeah. must have because, you know. Uh, we got a Levy Ian, so that's a L-E-V-Y-I-A-I-N. And this is a, I believe, a first... Long time listener, first time tweeter, listening in Israel. Yeah. And he's going hashtag SSTID. What is it? Well, it could mean two, th- it could be one of two things. <laughs> like, it could be South City till I die. Yeah. Or it could be like, I don't know, supersonic tigers in decline. <laughs> I'm inclined to think it was the second one. Well, I heard there is, like, some STI thing. <laughs> it doesn't. It's a combination of letters that mean that you're a, a rabbit host it's fan just, and just, probably have AIDS. Just a sexually transmitted decline. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome. Shalom. Is that Shalom. the... Uh, I believe that's a word that, the, that, that, that they use over there. Could I have Aussied that anymore? Shalom, mate. <laughs> shalom, cut. <laughs> Fucking shalom. <laughs> uh, you've probably been incredibly offensive. <laughs> and uh, and uh, thanks for listening, uh, Ian. And uh, I apologise. And uh, hit, hit yeah, us up. And um, wish, you, wish you the best. T- tell us about the the rugby league environment in Israel. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you know, they had the neighbours there to the what to the north in uh, in Lebanon. Yes, fielding a team, uh, you know, I guess captained, maybe captain coach now by by, uh, <laughs> by the King Schnitz himself. Yeah, a relationship's okay between Israel and because any country that comes with an automatic hatred of Robbie Farah, it's fine with me. It, yeah, it's automatic welcoming into the rugby league community. Yep, you're in the Four Nations. <laughs> Pretty much. In my Four Nations. Uh, where are we? Um, Spoon-fed rooster. I don't know if that's like, you know, you, if you're smiting yourself using that as your handle or not. You know, if you're a fucking trust fund kid out of Bondi, who gives a fuck what people think? Yeah, but then Spoon-fed, you know, you kind of got that short bus sort of implication as well, right? Yeah, that is true. So, uh, love the show, and looking forward to joining Twill Nation. Thank you, sir. Rare tweeter, so be nice. Oh, fuck. I should have read the tweet first before we start talking about yeah. it. Raiders 20 plus. <laughs> Hashtag Tigers in decline. Hashtag underscore. So, it's obviously, you know, if, if you're a, you know, you're probably a rare tweeter, but you're an astute listener, picking up on, on some of the yes. intricacies of the show. Twitter lesson one. What you've done, you've proven yourself by using a couple of code words, you've proven that you, you listen 
So it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's like evidence there. <laughs> Unlucky on the Raiders, though. Unlucky. Yeah, tw- Twitter lesson number one. Don't don't go off too too early. Yeah. Twitter karma's a bitch. As Mr. Diamond Chopstick himself would say, unlucky. Ouch. At. Okay, how we pronounce this one? Cash Tewage. So that's K-A-S-C-H-T-E-W-A-G-E. On Twitter, Carsten's his name. New to the pod this season and I'm loving it. I support the Cowboys in Queensland and this might be another first. Cheers from Switzerland. From Switzerland? How the fuck do you get to be a Cowboys fan? Like, are they two different... It has to be expat, right? Otherwise, it's like people in Australia who go for the New England Patriots. It's like, who's the team that won that time I started watching that no, sport? No, but there, there's got to be a thing like where if all of a sudden, fucking heaven and hell just pack it in... Cowboys herding cattle the milk and then they make like the chocolate and the cheese over there and they yeah, got those restaurants the big cheese restaurants and shit but if all of a sudden cow's very crucial Jesus and Allah and Buddha and all the other cunts are sitting around going fucking okay so where do we send people now yeah tell me there aren't two more fucking polar opposites than Switzerland Town, and Townsville <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah but I just I, I just assume with you know such a such a, 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 with, a with a completely cheese based economy <laughs> I mean, Switzerland, as far... It's my understanding, and I am... I am a, I'm virtually a professor of geography and, and, and social studies. But it's my understanding that Switzerland has two primary drivers of their economy, being cheese and Nazi gold, <laughs> being stashed in yeah. their bank accounts. So I think, you know, cows... And the cowboys, the... Gar- I mean, the cowboys are the guardians of the cows, aren't they? So it's almost like the cowboys are almost on a pedestal over in Switzerland because yeah. they're the defenders of their co- economy. What was that ad? With the, the Swiss and the horn. Yeah. Oh, Milka? Milka chocolate? Yeah. Yeah. That was the fucking goods. I thought you were talking about Pornhub there, the Swiss and the horn, like the way you're doing the hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Again, hit us up. Tell us about what? the fucking rugby league world in Switzerland. Is there a local team? Is there a comp? Yeah. And and why the Cowboys? Are you an yeah, expat from North Queensland? You know, whatever. Very, very interested to know. How uh, how we how we end up with a, an Israeli or an Israel-based Rabbitohs fan, yeah, and a Switzerland-based Cowboys fan. Very interested to it's hear. It's like the beginning of a fucking bad joke, isn't it? Isn't an, it? an Israeli, a Swiss, and a podcast walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, who the fuck are you? Uh, Terry Turnbuckle said, I'm f- uh, "Boys, I'm from Sydney, and two hours of my time wasted every week, but love your work." First step was many years ago, probably circa 2014. Boom. Obviously, um, a bad sign. He said, obviously, bad sign professionally and personally to move from Sydney to the creek bed, but I enjoy the dulcet tones regardless. So I'm not sure, like, as far as your Twitter profile, I said you're still in Sydney, so I don't know what, what you're calling the creek bed. But Badgeries Creek? I don't fucking know. That seems like a very Dawson's Creek? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wait for the part to be over. Oh, you brought shame to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and our buddy Hammers said, uh, listening to you lads from Tamora, New South Wales. <laughs> Hashtag twill tourist. Thanks, buddy. Oh, I just <laughs> fucking choked on my water. <laughs> Mate, this, like, we are, we are not discriminating against, it doesn't have to be a country. It could be an exotic location. It doesn't even have to be a location. It could be a... Could be a fucking cesspit. Yes. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. Uh, Bud Smoko said, uh, Nate's rant on Rara and Hobbits needs just a touch more salt. 
actually and literally laughed out loud how salty, salty tears. You've got to understand, there was no, there was no salt. I wasn't. I'm not a rugby fan. The demise of that sport brings me nothing but joy. Mm. <laughs> rugby hasn't done anything to me. I'm not saying it out of spite. All I'm saying is it's shit. There's no. I mean, saltiness would would it, you know the, the the established vernacular would that would be that I'm, you know I'm, I'm jealous or rugby's done something to me and I'm having a sook about it. Yeah, it wasn't that at all. I was just no. basically stating how shit it was. Unless he's and, saying that the salty tears were from the point of view of the rugby fans. Yeah, and yeah, and well, we didn't get any, which is great. Yeah, but Our the, the tweet. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but the original the thing that started off, yeah, yeah. for sure. Was salt. Uh, Put it this way. Yeah. Like, as, as polarising an individual in our community is probably Gus. Right? Yes. Now, love him or hate him, we'll get to that a little we'll bit later to, on. We'll get to that. Um, he doesn't fucking walk around all day in a fucking red bandana. Yeah. Like, there have been fucking Vince Vaughn movies with a character specifically based on that cunt talking about what a fuckwit he is. Yeah. Like, you, you're not a pirate. Or an it, author. Well, I guess technically you are because you paid for it. But, yeah, like that bandana thing. Yeah. Mate, it doesn't have cancer or nothing. Just, no. just does it. Just puts it on because he's like, wow, I got up and I looked in the mirror. Did look like a fuckhead. Didn't quite look enough like a fuckwit, though. Yeah. So let's, what can I do to amp it up? I know, a fucking red bandana. I'll make it my trademark. Fuck. Someone get that kind of PR firm. At Adam Brockman, absolutely brutal on rugby and 100% true. Shambles in Oz. Yes. Hmm. Green underscore hammock 93. Thanks for speaking the truth about the dead sport union. It's only slightly relevant once every four years for the World Cup. Auto George, uh, fucking loved your rugby rant, guys. That game is fucked. Blazer wearing private school cunts. <laughs> Hashtag good stats. Yeah. Like, I agree. Yeah, again, it was that rugby player who passed away recently. Yeah. Terrible, tragic event. Yep. And then at the funeral, there's the fucking Aussie Pavarotti singing the theme song from the World Cup. Who the fuck is the Aussie Pavarotti? I don't know. It's like David Campbell or something? No, I don't know. Jimmy Barnes? But like, if yeah, there's ever a way to distance yourself from Jeff from Wiggle. the working man... Simon you know? Wiggle? <laughs> I don't know. Lockie Wiggle? No. Oh, he's a fucking Pavarotti. <laughs> no, he was a, a footy player. Who, who, you know, his two two hobbies are rugby union and opera. Oh God! What so, a fucking idiot! Yeah, the fucking common man sport. Rugby union and opera. Yeah. Get the stick out of your ass, mate. I have no idea who that is, by the way. Um, <clears throat> Kevin underscore Cook ninety nine. As someone who enjoys union and is a Broncos fan, you're both one hundred percent right on union <laughs> and most Broncos fans. <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> oh, I love you, Kev. Uh, De Niro said, as soon as, as soon as Jay said diamond chopsticks, I started singing the jingle. I forgot the awesome accent though. Look, I, I obviously not, at that stage in my life, I wasn't living in the delivery area of diamond chopsticks. I'd never seen it until some people started putting the YouTube ad on after we did the show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, wow. It's, it's like jerky boys a chicken china china except there's a commercial actually selling something they're trying to be racist yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I, like I said how's the jingle go though it, it didn't stay with me next next time some millennial fucktard wants to you know teach you about privilege of some description just show them that and look, tell them look at the fucking strides we've made <laughs> like the, the catchphrase at the end was you wing we wing <laughs> but how's, the, how's, the, how's the, the jingle go I can't remember 
Come on. Just a couple um, of bars of diamond chopsticks. They just kept singing diamond chopsticks, but it was the... Dun, dun, oh, that's dun, right, that's dun, right. Diamond chopsticks. Dun, 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 dun. Was it a number? Was it a phone number then? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. Okay, yeah. So. <laughs> that's right, of course. Yes. Yes, it wasn't a lot, yeah. Yeah. Pretty racist, though. Um... <laughs> Um, we had a 78 uh, underscore the egg council creeper after watching the diamond chopsticks ad I now have a sudden urge to buy a Cronulla jersey <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks this week Lee and Jay <laughs> King Levius fuck that usual suspects call had me in tears help me stay awake during 3am commute to work hashtag delirious lols uh, NJ Brader the usual suspects that'll do me <laughs> Blue underscore Beaver. Wayne Sun is possibly the best and worst thing ever said on the show. <laughs> all at the same time, stepdad is best dad. Guys <laughs> are better, and it's funny. Like I'm not going to lie. Over over the years, there have been a dozen attempts to <laughs> somehow <laughs> broach the subject, and uh, and real dad. He he, he every time it's like no. <laughs> but. Okay. Now the real dad's gone, and uh, it's time. It's time to let your head out of party. That's because he was a, a good-natured soul. It was, it was, and, and we he are is. absolute. We, we are absolute cunts and I Now, now there is nobody <laughs> curbing the dark side, <laughs> and uh, and I'm and I'm happy to encourage your dark side. <laughs> it, it, it is, yeah. You've said there's been a couple of opening line suggestions for the show that oh many you've even gone oh that's 50. dark that's dark oh, is 50 yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah they, uh, they, yeah you can imagine what they'd be like not on this subject I mean like on lots of things that have happened over many the world subjects yeah it's Mutsy I may be a Broncos fan but I'm also a Usual Suspects fan and I laugh my absolute ass <laughs> off at that um, <clears throat> Blue Beaver again Blue underscore Beaver I'm not on board with Jay's contempt for Run DCE <laughs> great idea great shirt indeed <sighs> Mick the Perm Talking about you know talking about Mosby how he's like the the oldest yeah. <laughs> young guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mosby is absorbing all of the years of young Matt Moylan. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's also absorbing any speed young Moylan has. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Kim W. Jobson listened to other NRL podcasts recently, but nothing compares to your swearing outlandish opinions and knowledge. Hashtag love it. Hashtag forty nil. Instantly, that's code for I'm oh, a great guy. Primac underscore. Is that another one of your fucking manly zombies? Alt accounts. <laughs> Who's got which manly zombies have alt accounts? I don't know. There's a fucking thousand of them. And what you're saying? They have alt accounts just to further the, the, the just the to hashtag forty nil. You don't see that. You don't see it as, as much these it's days. It's so far in the past. It's not really, but because it it's still within a decade, so I'll allow it. But <laughs> at the end of the day, though, it is the greatest victory in, in the history of the NRL. So, if, if iPhones weren't around, it doesn't count. Yeah, but I think they might have been. Just trying to think. I remember where I was working at the time, and that was the place where I had my first two iPhones. So, might have been an iPhone mm. at that stage, fella. Primac underscore sports. Dragons fans with hard-ons. Remember 2015, you were 6-2 at round eight and finished 12-12 and only four wins off the spoon in eighth. Oof. Hashtag pretenders. Yeah, uh, it's a bit different this year. Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll get to it. A little bit. At Hammers, listening to Nate's synopsis of the State of the Titans. Hashtag, hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then look how it happened. They heard it and they turned it around yeah. for you. Auto George, I started listening last year when uh, Jay was already on. So is he real dad for guys like me? Hashtag, confused son. Hashtag, ask Twill. Look, I'm your fucking foster parent at best. Well, if he's, the, if he's the only dad, you know, I mean, I guess, yeah. You know, 
It's not a foster. I mean, you're adopt. I mean, you're an adoptive parent, so you're like you're more than a foster one. I mean, you can't just kick them back to fucking. Yeah, true. The state doesn't yeah. pay me shit. <laughs> you can't just kick them back to docks when they when they stab you. I'm Kieran <laughs> Foran. Okay, I'm Kieran Foran at best. Uh, <clears throat> they had uh, they had to shut the fuck up, Gus. Someone last week. And I'm sure that many people would love to hear him shut the fuck up this week. Uh, Leroy Brown, 1978. Another great pod, lads. However, I think the Gus Gould song was a bit harsh. I quite like Gus. I don't know why. I just do. Look, I've got nothing really against Gus either. I used to love it when you do those origin, you know, the pump up. and yeah. the pump up things. They were great. But I hate him and Rabs together in a commentary yeah. team. Even separate, they'd probably be okay. If you just like stuck Sterlo with Rabs or something and then Gus could yep. go and see what some other fuck, that'd probably be okay. But those two just start... They they've got this they've got a good rapport with each other, but they think the shit that they carry on with is funny, and they just keep going and going and yeah. going, and it's not it's, it's it's old man shit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, shut the fuck up, Gus. And uh, thanks to thanks to uh, MC Barbecue for Gus wasn't at the member. I was a bit disappointed. I was going to try and get Gus to unblock me. If he was yeah. at the members forum, he's, got, he's, he's not on Twitter anymore, is he? Didn't he delete it again? No, did he? I don't know. We Remember when me. he had that interview with Buzz Rothfield, like the breaking of the ice? Uh, nah. and, and he said something about him, you know, deleting Twitter, and he's and I think he just said it's just getting too, too conflicty in that, uh, you know, I don't know, conflict of interest. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you know, uh, look, who knows? I mean, he's deleted half a dozen times. He'll probably be back. It's like someone saying, oh, I've, I've noticed recently there's some fucking tension in the Middle East." No, not conflict. Is conflict? Like I think it's more like in his in his role as like you know the, oh, the dude at okay. Penrith yeah. and like the commentator dude and whatever you know whatever media you know that's yeah, sort of yeah okay. Fat hairy lazy. Don't like Gus. Get Foxtel. Fucking tight ass Queenslanders. That's not the point, sir. Stop being so hostile. We weren't lazy. Too, we weren't too lazy to fucking tweet that at us, were you? Fat hairy motherfucker. Yana San Scomateus. This is my nomination for episode of the year. I want a Kaiser Soze t-shirt. I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> That's, yeah, no. Look, it could just be the the silhouettes. <laughs> it, could, it could be a lot of things, none of which would be good. Turtle Killer 197 loved the closing song. Hashtag Triple J Hottest 100. Hashtag fuck us. Yeah, get it on there, why not? Um, <clears throat> Super Grover 4. Another week laughing at your rambling, but this week's ep was saved by MC Barbecue and Shut the Fuck Up, Gus. Sheer magnificence. Where's episode 252? We're doing it, bitch. We're doing it. And uh, the biggest tiger. It, this is a quote. If we bag on your team, your team is good, your totem pole. That makes no sense in a tigers in decline context. It does. We're not saying tigers in decline is endlessly funny. Plus, it's not really bagging. It's just statement of science. Exactly. It's just, it's facts. When did facts turn into yeah. into some sort of insult? Yeah. It's not. Exactly. Believe me, we, we don't insult anybody or anything on this show. All we do is dispense facts. True. For people to interpret how they see fit. Yes. And if you interpret it as bagging, then yeah, that speaks about you know, your inner insecurities about your own club's quality. Yep. So, uh, although people do, pe- people are, you know, they, they do do that, you know, so brave and they deserve this and that with the Tigers. Yeah, that's happened. That happens a lot. Yeah, so they are on that on that sort of uh, Titans yeah. level. Paul Mac underscore seventy eight have missed the last couple of eps at school holidays, <clears throat> but this week's was one of your best. Thank you, sir. Welcome back um, at Voodoo Rock. We just this is an intriguing tweet, and I need a follow up on this. We just got an ah good stats on the logies. Who? What was the context? Tell us more. Was I there? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you were there. No. Was it Matt Lenevers? There's, there's that only hilarious. There's only one fucking award-winning twill associate. Yeah, we'll see in time for next episode. Yes. One of Twill Nation uh, flying over the states, nominated for an Emmy. So it's not just an, a daytime TV Emmy. You say an Emmy, and you think like The Wire, Game of Thrones. You say daytime, you think General Hospital. So say just say Emmy. Don't fuck the dude, man. Don't try and belittle his achievements. I'm not trying to belittle his achievements. I'm dispensing yeah. facts. <laughs> Fucking Emmy though, how how incredible is that? Following following his Oscar win, yeah. I mean, the guy, dude, is fucking talented. Have we have we discussed the topic that an Oscar is the pinnacle of awards? No, we haven't. So an Oscar is pretty much the pinnacle of awards. Yeah. And so, an Emmy mm-hmm. would be down, and if he were to win one, his award trajectory would be in a, a Decline. declining hmm. motion. Which rugby league team does he support? <laughs> he wouldn't be a West Tigers fan, would he? Ugh. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's that's terrible. How dare you? Can you vote for the Emmys? Is it like the Logies? I don't believe so. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I think you'd have to be qualified in some sort of way, much like the Oscars. You have to be on a, on a committee or as a member of a you know, an academy of some description. Oh, okay, too. so everyone tweeting, you know, beat bugs for Emmy. Yeah. Okay, hey, don't do that, then it won't work. <laughs> and we had a, our old mate Ed Council Creeper. Uh, it was his birthday the other day, th- three days ago, three, four days ago. He said, uh, so I wished him happy birthday on the timeline, but uh, he said, a birthday today, if I ask es- extra nicely, will real dad show up to my party sober this time? Impossible. Hmm. And uh, we did a bunch of Twill Tourist stuff earlier on. We had a couple of combined things, but Paul Mac underscore 78 tweeted us and said, I'm doing a Twill Tourist thing in Toowoomba. Trying to find real dad and get mum's child support. <laughs> get that money. Get that money, son. <clears throat> Once again, good friends from the Super League pod, uh, back with a weekly roundup of uh, everything happening over there in the ESL. And so make sure you follow them on at Super League Pod on Twitter and then follow the links on there and uh, give them a listen with their podcast. Uh, it's funny, I actually watched some, some, some uh, English football on the weekend. I think yes. that was Saturday night, maybe Sunday night. It was uh, Salford. Taking on the Wolfpack, yes, or the Wolfpack in uh, Challenge Cup, and a Wolfpack are like a you know they're a third tier team at the moment, and it was interesting seeing how they go. They were very competitive against the Super League side. Yeah, you could clearly see the holes though. You could see what they need to improve on to actually be at that level. Like they would, they would have a tough season mm. if they were in the Super League. But would they be Newcastle esque? Yeah. Well, no, not me. They were competitive, but the thing is they. It's like they, they wouldn't have learned very much mm. beating all the teams in the current league where they're in. Yeah. They they win like 80 nil, you know, yeah, 80 to 6. They, yeah, they, they, yeah. they fucking smash teams. Fooey's getting hat tricks every week. So I was saying, I was saying to, to guys when I was watching, I was like, it's like, imagine, I remember, um, you know, what the game that's called Rugby League Live now, I can't remember what it was called when it very first came out. But when it first came out, I don't know if you remember this, but when the first time that that Rugby League game came out, yeah before it even hit PlayStations and shit. It was on PC, and there was a demo that came out. And the demo was, you could only play one game, mm. and I think it was the grand final, basically. Yeah, the Warriors yeah. versus Warriors versus... Um, oh, no, it wasn't grand final. I think, I think it was a... It was Warriors versus... 
I think it was a game. I think it was Warriors versus Easts, maybe. Yeah, okay. And um, yeah, because it was a New Zealand company doing yep. most of the development, and so this was like the the halves in the New Zealand side that you could use it was uh, I think it was Lanto Hire and Stacey Jones, <laughs> and you received the kickoff, and if you ran it out to the left, you could either just run out on a forty five degree angle and cut back inside straight through <laughs> length of field try yeah. to kick off with Stacey Jones or maybe you'd have to pass it to Lance higher and he'd do yeah, it nice. but you'd, you'd rack up these scores like 149 nil you'd, they'd never get the ball they'd just keep kicking it back <laughs> there and, go, yeah, right? and, um, and so it was kind of like a challenge like how you could manage the clock and score quick enough and like you know they kick the ball off with one second left in the half so you get another you know, yeah, if you yeah, get that. a try just in time you know to, yeah. and so it was all that kind of thing and that's kind of what the Wolfpack are doing now they're like playing on that easy mode. Yeah. So but then, then now they're then, then they they're bumping the, the bumping it up the, the difficulty up to pro to play uh, Super League side, and they they were against the twelve man side for like much of the 45, game. 50 yeah. minutes of the game because Justin Carney got sent off for. But it, uh, it was it was a, a funny watching this Facebook live stream with these commentators, and it was fuck it, it was, they were hilarious. So just the shit they were talking was yeah, hilarious. Nice. But they didn't have the benefit of they didn't have mic'd up officials. Yeah, so they re- can't tell. Replay, so you couldn't tell what was going on. Like Justin can't get sent, and afterwards he's like, you know, yeah, he called a uh, he called someone a black cunt apparently. Um, he, then, said, yeah. he said he said he said he called someone a fat cunt, and given that given that his father's indigenous. I'm almost thinking. I mean, he, like he's a shit cunt cheating on you know banging teammates, misses and it. Like, yeah, he's yeah, a shit cunt. But doesn't I'm make him a racist. I'm inclined to believe that on this occasion he's probably yeah he's probably got an argument to argue with you, mate. Yeah. Um, it's like I was talking talking to that earlier. She was talking about when who was it? Brian Fletcher and Dean Witters back in the mm. day. Like, I'm pretty sure that if you're sledging Dean Witters. You're probably calling him a fat. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I mean, if Paul Gallen did it, you know, you'd probably not. But like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> someone else, yeah. Uh, so it was interesting watching the level and uh, and seeing what the Wolfpack had to do. But overall, the game fucking terrible. Like it was a perfect game if you'd had a guy sent off, because the amount of drop balls and penalties is like there was no more. No, there's no passage of game that went for more than like 90 seconds. Yeah, like, there was breaks galore. Yep. There was plenty of breeze. And when you don't want to get fucked out because you you know you you spread too thin and all that, it was just it was perfect for that sort of thing. And eventually, unfortunately, Robert Louis kind of game managed the the Salford side better than, better than the Wolfpack and Ouch. unfortunately Fooey scored a try right at the end though to add some more respectability to the scoreline yeah nice just trampling cunts it's great yeah, to see Wolfpack trampling cunts like he was like he was uh, trampling his wedding vows <laughs> <laughs> straight through gotta love a, gotta love a barge over Fooey Fooey try but anyway here's the boys with the week in ESL Obliged, gents. Tom and Mark from the Super League Pod here, bringing you an update on all things ESL this week in Chris McQueen's Heritage. We start on Friday night where it was Widnes 16, St Helens 14 in a pretty awful game between two below-to-par teams. In the end, two tries from former warrior Pat Arvan made the difference along with resolute Widnes defence. Former Knight Chris Halston also put in a big display after being spared from the disciplinary after getting off decking the ref. England call-up Alex Wormsley, one of a few bright spots for Saints, whose resurgence after sacking Kieran Cunningham was short-lived. 
Wakefield will feel aggrieved to have let two points slip away after squandering a 20 points to six lead away at Warrington this weekend. It finished 22 points to 20 in favour of the Wolves thanks to tries from Chris Hill, Kevin Brown and the flying pig Tom Lynham as Kurt Gidley's current employers found just enough razzle-dazzle to scrape home. On Sunday afternoon, we saw Hull FC beat Castleford Tigers 26-24. Hull started strong against the league leaders Cass, racing to 18-0 scoreline before Liam Watts was sent off for decking England halfback Luke Gale after 22 minutes. A Cass comeback looked on as Ben Roberts added to his future immortal status credentials with two tries in an all-round threatening display. However, the unstoppable hero, hero of Victorian Rugby League set Hull up for the win with two tries and 146 metres before former Warriors utility Carlos Tumavave sealed it for the 12-man black and whites. And in the final game of the weekend, your world champion Wigan Warriors enjoyed a free-scoring afternoon at the expense of the Catalan Dragons in a 42-22 victory at the DW. Youngster Tom Davis bagged a brace and all the Liams, Messrs Forsyth, Marshall and Farrell also crossed for the Warriors who will need to check on a Tommy Lulawai jaw injury before next week's fixtures. Skeletor kicked the goals and Louis Anderson bagged a try on a forgettable afternoon for the French side. Yeah, so after 11 rounds, each team has played the rest and Castleford still sit top. But just one point separates the top four of Cass, Leeds, Wigan and Hull, with Salford just in behind. Warrington now are only outside the top eight on points difference, a witness, while still bottom, closed the gap on Lee and Huddersfield. And just to wrap up the Challenge Cup action from this weekend, that included the other Super League sides as well. On Friday night, Leeds cruised past League One side Doncaster. On Saturday afternoon, Lee fell at home to the side they replaced in this year's Super League, Hull, Kingston Rovers. Then on Sunday... First of all, 12-man Salford squeezed through against League One upstart the Toronto Wolfpack, clinching the win without the red-carded Justin Carney, who reportedly went all Serena Burger expletives on the Wolfpack forward Ryan Bailey. Then, finally, also on Sunday, Rick Stone's hapless Huddersfield were conquered on home soil by Championship Minnow Swinton Lions in a thriller. The rest of Super League sides will join up the cup in the next round. Okay, I um, don't have any new membership news, still kind of waiting on, but uh, we've we've made an undertaking that this weekend we're going to put a bit of time in there to get it all sorted and up for, up for grabs and yes. figure out what all the, the minor inclusions and things like that are for the various levels and stuff like that. So, uh, <clears throat> and everything else will be uh, underway. And, uh, you know, what? I'll probably get, get the other one up on the weekend for people who want to actually just buy it outright. Yep. The main membership, I think, just get things started because um, everything else is good to go. Um, that's probably it. Oh, we should probably mention that when is this double header taking place? Week uh, after? Next week. Next week? So not this round. Not this round. Round 10. Is it round 10? Yeah. I thought, isn't it? Isn't it uh, round isn't 9. It? Yeah, it's round 9 this, this week. week. This week. Yeah, round 10's the double header. Okay, so what's the date? Let me just check yeah. my Open up League, Live. League Live app. Because it has all of the information you're going to need. Because it's not, it's not the week after that. Match day. You can tell the level of organisation, though, that we have. That, yeah, um, round 10. So it's round 10. Okay, so. Melbourne Gold Coast, some cunts and Broncos. The Mighty Manly Seagulls, I believe they call yeah. them. Give, it, give and, up uh, fucking sellouts you are, giving up. And home this is field a, advantage to Manly Saturday. fans. So there you go. So Broncos fucking fish out of water. What are they going to do? Oh, it's yeah, seven fifty. Sun's down. The, the time. The time's right, but the day. I mean, they're fucked. Like it's not the day that fucks them. It's the sun. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Unholy creatures <laughs> of hell can't stand yeah. the light of the Lord. Yeah. 
So it's going to be a uh, Saturday the 13th of May. Now the Melbourne Gold Coast game kicks off at 5.30pm. So we are going to be having some beers and stuff there. We're going to the game and we uh, would like to have some beers with uh, Tool Nation listeners. Mm. And so we were thinking, we've kind of decided that Hotel LA is probably the go right beforehand. Have we? What time? We could go to Broncos Leagues Club. Why would we go to Broncos Leagues Club? That's all I have the fucking... Just make it that's fucking Red Hill. It's yeah, two it's, minutes away. Yeah, but it's like not one minute away. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Just, yeah, Why do you want to go to Broncos Leagues Club? Do you want to try and fucking find some of Ben Barber's third party? <laughs> third party. Famous <laughs> <laughs> under the bogies or something. Just go dumpster diving for brown paper bags. Why <laughs> yeah. fucking Andrew G's body is... <laughs> The, the treasure, the missing treasure of Andrew G. <laughs> uh, Wayne Bennett pulls his fucking mask off and it's Andrew G underneath. <laughs> I would have got, got away with, with it too. <laughs> so what time are we going to... We need to get people ready, you know, and prime for this shit. What time do you reckon? Three o'clock? Fucking hell. 3.30? 5.30 games. So that gives people a couple of hours to have a couple of beers. Yeah, five thirty game. Yep. Is there a, an intermission between the games? I doubt uh, maybe only 15-20 minutes yeah okay I'd say something like because it's, it's a 3.30 start and a 7.50 start so why don't we say 4 o'clock right 4 o'clock Hotel LA Hotel La Hotel La they pronounce it in Malaysia yes. and uh Hotel La <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay so that's what it's going to be and I guess just look for fucking this week in league shirts and jerseys and stuff yeah. like that. People figure it out. Fucking luscious beards. Luscious beards. Just to, just just follow. Just switch on your switch on your pheromone receptors and just dial into that sexual vibe, and you'll yeah. find your way to where we That's are. That's it. All right. Done. recaps then that would have been embarrassing but um yeah news okay so this week we've got a couple of things the first thing it's not really news but gus on the telecast of the anzac day clash there was a period in the game where it had been dark and then you know the clouds had parted or whatever and this uh, massive burst of sunlight hit the upper stand yep and the camera went over there and you could see people were like oh my god you know sun's in my eyes whatever how were they <sighs> however well, whatever, but... No, that, that just sounded very fucking, like, millennial Californian girl. Whatever. <laughs> oh my God, the sun's in my eyes. Like, totally. <laughs> I can't even see. And, he made the, and there was some... There was, some, there was two, two women there at the game, but they weren't watching the game. They are on their phones and, you know, chatting away to each other. And Gus said something that I thought was pretty innocuous in that he said, well, you know... They, the, the girls aren't watching the game anyway. Yeah. Or something, something like that. It was probably even more innocuous than that. It, it, it was something like, um, the girls don't care about footy. Yeah. They, They're talking amongst themselves. Yeah. Which is exactly what they were doing. Hmm. So, this it kind of, as, as you know, the epicenter of all outrage in the world, Twitter, it kind of blew up and people were like, oh, Gus, you know, he's fucking... Sexist, you know, whatever. I saw someone tweet something along lines like, "He set back the work that we've done for women in league five years with his comment." 
who the fuck said that? And I'd like to ask them where the fuck they get off in assuming those two individuals' genders. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and I would say like, it looked to me like it was a, a guy who tweeted that, but I don't want to assume his gender at all. No. So. Fuck, I bet he was white, though. That fucking white privilege. Yeah. Check it, cunt. Appropriating women's rights yeah. from, the, from the girls in the crowd. Look, my take is that Gus simply said that those two girls, when the camera was on them, weren't even watching the game. Mm. Guess what? They weren't. They didn't, because they didn't realise, like it took, you know, that, that five, ten second thing where they're like, oh, we're on the, the we're on the screen. big yeah. screen, yeah. So, I think people just want to get offended by stuff far too quickly. He didn't say, I, I, I just want, I, I want to say that, pe- that certain people took it as he was saying that women don't watch the game, or women aren't interested in watching rugby no. league or something. And gee, that's a fucking extrapolation from what the actual facts yeah. of the situation are. I was I was in the car um, when this went on and had uh, the app running. Yep. The the young fellow was in the back watching it. Yep. And so I was playing through the the Bluetooth. Yep. And I've heard it. I've heard him say it. And I've gone the fucking outrage machine. You yep. watch. You <laughs> fucking watch. Yep. And then when I watch the replay of the game, it's very. He's talking about how the sun is in the eyes of the punters. Yep. And there's two blokes fucking so, shielding yeah, their eyes. Yep. And then people have just gone and taken that as Gus is saying, because there were two girls talking to each other, that women go to football but don't watch the football yep. and they just chatter amongst, amongst themselves. themselves. Yep. Like, surely you have better things to do. And this is what I was saying about Gus, about yep. how he's polarising. There's nothing in it, yep. you know? But then the shit thing is, everybody takes up on everybody else's tweet and they see an outraged tweet and they yeah. don't fucking go and think for themselves and go, well, fuck, hang on, what happened there? I'll go and have a look. They go, fucking outrage, yeah. rubble, 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 rubble. And all of a sudden there's this fucking tidal wave of people mm-hmm. claiming that this horrible fucking thing. Which actually started from a, a tweet that someone, one single outraged person was picked up by another outrage merchant and retweeted Ugh. and snowball and blah 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 yeah. so look I mean it wasn't it wasn't his, it wasn't his finest hour and he probably wouldn't have said it if he had his time again but my god it was extrapolated so massively from what yeah. the actual intent and not even not, not even what his intent was the literal facts of what he said yes so oh, fuck. the world's tiring place sometimes yeah 100% now, uh, also tiring the ongoing saga of the Tigers. They've got a couple of signings, though, from outside. Matalino. Mm. The Tigers. He's a good get because he's uh, obviously cheaper than Woodsy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's good. Uh, he's been... Yeah, he's uh, fallen out of favour, I guess, at the Warriors. For, for unknown reasons. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but, you know, maybe they're just not a good fit for him at the moment. I mean, it seems like, you know, a lot of players seem to fall out of favour or... Go to shit over there. Yep. So, culture's probably not the best. But uh, was he? Was he at? Yeah, he was at the Warriors under Ivan last time, wasn't he? Oh fuck! To take him back, that was that was like six years ago now, right? Yeah. I, I was guess he? he? I guess. You have to look it up, but yeah, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Mm. But uh, or at least going through the system at the time. Or well, that would be yeah, and then that would be something that that Ivan's identified and mm. 
said, look, you know, let's get back together. Let's get, you want to get the band back together? He's just put the call out and gone, get me cunts with commas in their name. <laughs> and uh, one Jay Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. They've, uh, they've, they've started, they've uh, announced this afternoon officially on their, on their own media. The Who announced it? Tigers. Tigers. Uh, as per the protocol that you must never break or else you get fucking any salt from the Bulldogs I don't think so a lot of salt from the Bulldogs fans but it's funny the Bulldogs fans they're a funny (laughs) they're a funny crew Mm. a funny bunch of people Mm. the stance they want to take is like oh watch the Tigers fans now they're booing him on they're booing him on the weekend now now I bet they love him yeah because you you boo the the opposition is the opposition yeah. at the time and they're the opposition especially buckets. someone that's trying to trip half your fucking team <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure Brooksy will love to welcome him to the even though he tried to trip him when the, the photographic evidence I mean he's like always doing the splits trying to trip the gun like it's nuts you better hope he's not like a Bo Scott level trainer or fucking Brooks is going to be afraid to go to work every day <laughs> yeah um look at there's been a a couple of games this year and over the last half of last year where a lot of the Tigers looked to be looking for someone, you know, and and Woods can't always be on the field no. given the position he plays and, and there really wasn't anybody else who would stand up and just dig in. Yep. So I think if Reynolds provides nothing else to that team... Um, like you, you, you've seen how effective he's been this year for the dogs when he's got somebody else controlling the game and yeah. worrying about that side of things. And he can just worry about being passion. Exactly. <laughs> Doing passion moves. He's fucking passion Dale. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, not. I don't know how he's going to go in a half partnership with Brooks. Oh, it sounds it sounds okay, you know, mm. in theory. We won't know until next year how how it's all going to go. But um, plus he's going to have that whole first year at a new club and want to yep. prove himself yep his game is certainly not going to infringe on Brooks's game though it's not going to be one of these things where they're competing to do the same thing yep that's for sure yeah and so that's a good thing uh, and Madalino I think I think he's just a I think he's a good prop replacement for the departing presumably departing Woods yep and uh, at, a, at a much cheaper price, which means they can probably get someone else in or upgrade someone and you know, yeah. whatever. So it all works out well for them. And with Reynolds going, and I believe he waived his cooling off period. Good on him. So he, just a passion move. He's just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm fucking diverting my passion. Mm. Straight to the West Tigers. I ain't cooling yeah. off. I ain't backflipping. Passion has made his decision. It's like the, the passion has know. spoken. But, but with him going, I mean, with that, what, what happens to the dogs there? Does that mean that they actually have signed for him then? They would have to be 100% sure that they're getting him right. Not necessarily. Or are, you, are they going to go M by and Frawley? I don't think so. Has Des done similarly stupid things this year? I guess. Mm. But yeah, you, you would assume that, that that frees up enough for them to... But to do it, you would think it'd have to be a done deal, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. To make a to make a step like that's that. That's the thing, though. At at nine hundred, you reckon that slightly overs? Given we don't know the split up between cap and third party payments. Yeah, I think so. But the West Tigers are a team at the moment, mm. and you know when when you're not a, when you're not a successful team, you need to sometimes pay you have to pay more yeah. to bring players in that you think are, are a perfect fit. I don't know. That, I don't know that Reynolds is the, that perfect fit that you break the bank for mm. 
but obviously, you know, Ivan's got a plan, and uh, Reynolds fits into that plan. Have they got uh, anyone coming through ISP? Oh, fuck, why not? Who, the doggies or... No, the Tigers. Because they could really do with some young halves. They always do. They could always do. But they could do with some young halves with potential. Yeah. Why don't they give a kid with potential a go? (laughs) The fucking... (laughs) You know, they. I also heard that, like the, the instead of fucking stealing another club's juniors, like the fucking cunt tigers they are. <laughs> yeah, grow develop your own, own players. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, and there was this rumor early in the week, and I don't think it'll happen now. But it sounded like you know Tamari Martin could be almost mid-season released to go back to the Tigers. Another fucking Tigers pinching Panthers juniors. Yeah, but it's the 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 biggest story there is that Hook's kind of like he's just. He's lost the support of the hook. I'll fucking say this now, so I don't say it in the Panthers game. Yeah. But if Tamari Martin's been dropped, yep. and he's putting Bryce Cartwright in there, yep. then there there needs to be an obvious execution of a game plan yeah. that somehow Tamari Martin was fucking sabotaging. He was incapable of yeah, executing. That, that's yeah. the only reason that this will be a fucking worthwhile um, saga. And if not, then you have to, you know, question the selections and the game planning and a lot of other departments of the uh-huh. coaching, which would need to have... Co- and one thing about Penrith, you say what you like about Penrith, but, but lapses in coaching do have consequences there <laughs> under the Gus regime. So, yeah. yeah. So what about Brycey? You spoke to Brycey. How does he, how's he feel about playing six? Fantastic. Yeah? Yep. So he wasn't. He didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't like dismissive or like anything no, like that. Not at all. Fucking comical Ali here. <laughs> Penrith's own comical Ali. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, fuck. You got anything else you want to talk about in this thing? Oh, we got to talk about the doggies withholding players. Yes. Um. Look, I say, I say, I say, good on them. If this was a legitimate selection trial, then great. But I think it's a fucking joke. And although the you know it's we always talk about oh you know the country needs you know needs this and you need to do stuff for the country blah blah blah. I mean the country sees through this bullshit. They see they see that it's yeah. a crock of shit too. Like and you know it's half ass. And the teams you get there, it's not a legitimate like selection trial because you're getting like you know second string to third string teams on each side of the of the equation. Um, That's the thing. If if there were fucking kids going you know what I would have chosen to play rugby league except that there wasn't a game once a year where there were I could see other people like me who grew up five hours from the closest hospital and you know their first where I could play a game far away from the from the well watered and manicured grounds of the national rugby league and I could go and play in fucking like, they've all got fucking satellite Mudgy. cable TV, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I think the concept of City Country is fucking great. I think the NRL Execution's have terrible. themselves. Yeah, yep. with, with a lack of importance, with not making it, like you said, a true selection trial. Or, if it's not, even if it's not a genuine selection trial, make it a standalone thing where you actually, yeah. you know, pick proper teams. If you... You know, combine it. With, I don't know with some other representative, you know, thing that happens. Like, the, there's so much fucking potential for it, and you know, people talk about oh, the season's too long, and we need this, and we need that. Then, fair enough. But if you need enough games to fill a standalone weekend, yeah, then select state of origin. 
mm-hmm. and then go back from that. And everyone that's left, select a New South Wales city and New South Wales country and Queensland city and Queensland country. Yep. And then play them in a four-team, you know, round robin. Round robin thing, yeah. Yep. Or then pick pick your best Queensland and New South Wales country. Or the Queensland ones play each other and, you know, up somewhere, you know, the regional yeah. Queensland and the New South Wales the, ones. There's so, so much spot. potential there. But as it stands, yes, the dogs, it's a pretty conscious thing to do, but you can't blame them. You can blame the NRL. Yeah, and I wonder if they actually can, you know, even do what they say they're going to do anyway. If, like, that's something that they can't be compelled or, you know, whatever. It, everything I've read... Um, the ARL are coming out and saying that they actually can't force them. Okay. You know, well, I mean, apart from apart from Josh Jackson, I mean, <laughs> is there anyone that's going to be affected negatively by this? Oh, you know, it, maybe. Maybe Reynolds would be in there. And the fact is, Jackson doesn't need to play the game anyway. No, so. he doesn't. Yeah. Because it's not a selection trial. Mm. The, problem, the, the problem with that is, uh, yeah... Fuck it, we could go, we could talk forever about how about how shit New South Wales rugby league is. Yeah, <laughs> in terms in terms of origin selections and then going back through these these selections and all that sort of things. But you know, what even can you look, say? What can you say? You know, again, even the Australian team, it's not fucking picked on form. Oh fuck, yeah. I mean, the Queens the Queensland team is picked on incumbency too as well, but they have a long history of results. And so you it's can definitely pick, you can pick automatic them. incumbency after one game. No, Queensland. but it's but it's pretty much after a series, and and the amount of players that they've managed to retain, you know, almost for a decade going yep. through, has been has been pretty high. Yeah. So the thing is, Queensland, they're not ruthless, but I mean, if someone doesn't if someone doesn't perform after a game or two, yep, then. You can expect to spend some time in the fucking wilderness, like Daly Cherry Evans, for example. And I mean, he was thrown in when Cronk got, you know, fucked up. You know, well, yeah. you know, he he was thrown into a Dave role. Taylor. Of, yeah, you know. But here's the thing, though: form does come into it for Queensland. They have their emerging squads. They have their extended squads, and these guys. Yeah, but they only tend to sort of roll in either through injury or or like representative retirement 100%. after a long period of incumbency. Uh, but form earns you a spot in the fringes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, get your you, spot at the table eventually. You train, you go to camp, you're yep. there. And so what that means is when they come into the team, it's not as much of a shock. Yeah, but the flip, the flip side to that is the New South Wales model where they also show loyalty to incumbents. But there were incumbents that have shown over a long period of time that either in the combination that they're assembled or due to their individual game aren't good enough. Yeah. Like what, did, the, what did they call it last year or the year before? Like, Bryce Cartwright was the, you know, the emerging player uh, or something. Oh, yeah, and then they had, like, you know, like like Jake Trebojevic. He, and, end, he ended up telling them to go fuck themselves and yeah. <laughs> went back to... That was like an 18th man sort of yeah. situation. I was like, you can you can spend your entire week with the guys and not fucking play. They called it, But they called it, like, the emerging player or something. Yeah. Yeah. What's he fucking emerging into, you know? But um, the, the stupid thing, New, New South Wales have a bad history of just doing what Queensland does in a less effective manner yep. far too late. Yep. Oh, is, Israel Folau, he scores lots of fucking tries from kicks in the air. Oh, fucking Daniel Tupu's tall. <laughs> fucking give him an origin jersey. Yeah. It, 
He had that one. He had that one game where he scored tries. You know, let's you know, little you know, let's not mention, let's not dig further into the fact it was you know Wolfman. <laughs> no shit. But yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting, and uh, yeah, in, in I know we don't want New South Wales to chop and change drastically year in year out. We you want to try and build a you know camaraderie and whatever, but yep. but if combinations don't work. You've got to be, a, yeah. you know, it's it's not rocket science to see that. It, but again, you need to have players in and around. Yeah. Well, like, what are they going to do for what are they going to do for hooker? A hardly any of the fucking good ones in New South Wales. Yeah. <laughs> Quali- qualifying cool. anyway. And and so, I don't I don't know if my opinion's slanted just because well, he's better than looks so much better than Robbie Farah in his own team. Yeah, he's he. I've actually heard his name in the conversation. It's funny because he gets a one-on-one selection trial with Robbie Farah every week and wins it. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. Oh, uh, can he fuck up passing to somebody for a field goal on the fifth, though? You know, I don't know. Because according to Laurie Daly, that is a crucial attribute for State of Origin. Well, who's fucking... Who's, who's Appy Coruscant fucking eligible for Because <laughs> let me tell you, that guy, he'll he'll double pump... He'll double pump fucking nine out of ten times. Mate, you're five, you're five metres out on the attack. Yeah. All you need to do is yeah. get a quick ball to a hole yeah. running forward, to cr- trundle over the line, and crash over with three guys, and somehow find a way to plant the ball down. He'll double pump it, yep. so that the fucking defense is already <laughs> at the attacking line when they receive the ball. It's like some uh, weird fucking quantum time shift. Oh, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, and, and again, you look at DCE. Yeah, DCE came into that side, and he was found out in defense. But he was small, he was nervous, he's got a fucking long giraffe neck, he was worried about getting broken. But in attack, he wasn't horrible. He wasn't But he was also he was he was also meant to come in to come in as like a a, a utility a kind sub. of guy, super sub. Yeah. And whereas like very early, like ten minutes or something, like you know, early yeah. in that game, it's like, oh no, you haven't trained as the <laughs> as the halfback for this squad. No, you wouldn't but have trained as, as yeah. the halfback, but he would yeah. have been around yeah. those plays being. Yeah, but being he trained. but he plays a different but he plays a different style to to Kronk, and that's like the the team wouldn't have been used to you know what what he does to you know to help him either you know like as, as much as he you know he wouldn't have been accustomed to the role either, but um, but yeah, I don't know why, why we bring out DC anyway because. Um, he got found out in Origin. Yeah, and he's a laughing stock in defence. Then we can talk about the defence. I mean, the fucking did you see the thing with the defence uh, from, from the Canberra game? Fucking, we we'll get into that. Dally Cherry Pierce here. We're comparing his club form to Origin. Well, I mean, you know, that's where you got to start, haven't you? Huh? You got to start there. Did fucking Craig well, Gowan next try year. and touch his sister too? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Craig Gower, Penrith, Penrith, fucking, he was a pioneer, he was a pioneer of the lechery game. <laughs> In the media discovered <laughs> leching game. Tell you what. Yeah. Like, spit in the face of good fortune, you fucking prick. Craig Gower. You remember his wife? No. Yeah, Google that in your spare time. Yeah? Yeah. Actually nice though, is she? Puts Merrins to shame. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's you know, like he he puts Marin to shame though. Too, he does, right? like, and that's how hot she was. Oh, okay. Batten Gowers. Batten Gowers, <laughs> are we? <All> right.
This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV, viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play. Download League Live today. Don't forget to follow their Twitter account at, well, follow at Sportsmate to start with, and then at our league live that's the one that we encourage you to tweet you know during games and stuff like that because they're fairly active you know during games and uh, throwing things out like stats and stuff and they will go the extra mile and try and hunt down some stats for you I mean we've had some good ones come through um, over the last couple of weeks almost stumping them almost 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 well in some cases you know asking for stats that probably don't exist but uh, they always come out with something to, to keep you satisfied no matter what um, had a tweet from um Ma underscore Aaron. And he said, uh, thanks to our league live. I'm sitting in a church at a wedding 50 kilometers out of Albury, but still getting score updates. Great app. Surely. If you, I mean, like, look, I'm not going to tell people not to use league live because it's fucking fantastic. But, I mean, if you had the, like, the NRL digital, I mean, surely you, know, you turn the volume down on mute and just, you know, in the church. Oh, no, stuff. I'll fucking back... Aaron Maher official Dirty Cunt Tigers fan that he is um, why has he got to be a dirty because cunt because I've never had Rugby League Live yeah fuck up on me yeah now, no, if, well, if you're in a, a situation game. where you need to be discreet discretion yep. is assured yep because you choose when to refresh there's no fuck ups around oh well this happened or didn't happen or the, the, see, yeah, the discretion, the discretion thing is probably the big is the big point because whereas, I'm like, you know, it's on point. Even if it was my wedding, like yeah, have the game going, like it was a manly game. Yeah, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Let's get into it. Uh, the mighty Manly Seagulls started the weekend off magnificently with an epic thrashing of the Canberra Raiders, 20 points to 18 in Canberra. Crowd of a touch under 16,000 in attendance. Seagulls 20 came from tries to Dylan Walker, Jake Turbo, Tommy Turbo. Two of three conversions for Walker and two of three penalty goals. Uh, the Raiders 18 came from tries to Croker, Papali and Rapana. Two of three conversions for Croker and a penalty goal. Well, Manly's first half was, a, was unrewarded yet perfect. I mean, it was crazy how they went in, went in down because it wasn't like their attack was bad. Canberra just defended very, very resolutely, but they couldn't force an error and uh, Manly went into halftime with a 100% completion rate, which is almost unheard of in the, uh, in the modern game. Didn't have a lot to show with it, show for it, just the penalty goal, but uh, it was always a matter of if they could, if they could do that for an entire game, they'd give themselves a chance. And uh, the, you know, there were there were mistakes as the game went on, but uh, overall, what they, I don't know what they finished uh, overall. It didn't look, but um, it still would have been a reason, reasonably high. But I think the key was that that somehow after after giving fucking Kafusi a couple of tries in like a minute uh, against the Storm the week before, and like Storm scored all six tries down that uh, you know left edge defence. Miraculously, they had one try put on them, and the try that was put on them was just one of those spectacular slash lucky yeah. tries off a kick that was going dead. Um, and so to, to keep uh, BJ and, and you know, to keep Leipana as a, as a pair of unknown, almost completely silent. It was it was quite quite amazing, yeah. and um, very impressed. Look, yeah, I think it comes out of the the Seagulls finished the game completing at ninety two percent. Yep. Um, which you do that against any team, and you're going to give yourself a chance. Yep. Yep. Uh, j- just as a battle of attrition, so so completed 38 of uh, sorry 35 of 38 sets. The the Raiders lost 
the the battle of territory, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's a way to beat them this year. Yep. If you can get on top of their big forward pack early, um, the the Eagles just dominated there and came away with the bickies. Yeah, uh, great play from all the usual suspects. Dylan Walker, obviously the big talking point of this match was, uh, well, it went to extra time, although Manly, uh, Raiders went ahead uh, for the first time in the second half. I mean, they, yeah, because they did fall behind. They, they came back and they got ahead 18 to 16, with, you know, not many minutes remaining in the game with that try to Rapana. I uh, thought they had it won. Uh, Manly, beautiful fucking play from Cherry Evans and uh, and Frank Witterstein in a break and getting the ball back inside for uh, Tommy Turbo to score the try. Um, Dylan Walker, I think, was he was mouthing off at that point. And it's like to Elliot Whitehead saying, "Yeah, you just fucking lost. You just lost the game. <laughs> you know that sort of yeah. thing." And so they started sledging him, and he's missed the goal, which was a real from a relatively easy angle. I mean, Tommy could have brought it around under the post. You know, he went for the glorious dive to score the try. Maybe now, you know, realise you haven't got it. Matthew Ridge doesn't play for the yeah. club anymore. It hasn't for some years. So perhaps maybe bring him around a little bit, just make his job a bit easier. The uh, copped of the most amount of sledging I think I've ever seen after a missed conversion attempt. I don't know what it is. There's nothing likable about Dylan Walker. See, I, I'm, I'm of the I'm of the opinion that there's nothing unlikable about him. He's just a, he's just a fun-loving youngster. No, he's not. For, rides, for somebody that yeah, can like, come like, on... Likes to party, rides the dragon. For, you know? for somebody that can come on and provide 80 minutes of Robbie Farah in two minutes of State of Origin career, that's a special fucking player. I think you're overstating there, that no, somewhat. No, there are no redeeming features in Dylan Walker. There are many, many redeeming features, and uh, and he will no. he will lead New South Wales to an origin. Some of my best friends are drywall. <laughs> <sighs> and um and for for the gold the golden point, it seems to happen a lot this year where a team gets themselves. They do that thing where they trundle downfield, yep. and they make pretty good yardage, and they get themselves into a place where. They're pretty much sorted. And this, on this occasion with Canberra, they actually got a penalty to get them right down where they need to be. And somehow, miraculous defence to stop the try. Cherry Evans on, on two occasions, consecutive tackles. It's amazing how teams this year can fuck a golden opportunity yeah. and golden, golden point. It used to be almost like... It's just like the, the team gets the ball first. If they roll down effectively... They've got a shot from sort of 35, 40 out, yeah. and it's pretty much game over if they've got a recognised kicker. And if you if you can see a penalty or something and compound it, then yeah. fucking forget about it. You know, it's like the 2015 grand final. It's like you're down there, they're 10 to 15 metres out, yep. and they just kick a field goal straight away, game Hi- over. Hypothetical. Yep. So, oh, no, sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish with the game. And yeah, and then just the... the I mean the the sled, the sledging certainly you know it, it stoked the, the fan the flames of the game a bit and gave it a, a lot more meaning and uh, then come the hour come the man lines up <laughs> like relatively yeah. straight but from you know probably outside his range because he's he's not a very good goal kicker and for it to actually like for it to hit an upright and you know scrape over the crossbar just it couldn't have been a better scenario. For talking shit back on Canberra. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he to get his revenge on Canberra, yeah. guys. So, uh, particularly uh, Josh Hodgson. So, uh, fantastic way to win the game. A uh, couple of things. I'm, yeah. in, I'm glad that there was a penalty blown in Golden Point yeah. somewhere within range. Yeah. It, it is they often frustrating. They'll put the away for that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's it. Um, obviously disappointing because it, the, the Raiders fans are going to be saying, well, hang on, that wasn't a penalty 10 minutes ago or, or whatever it was. So... But hypothetical. Yep. You're the captain of a club. Yep. With 
the rule that a kick that goes out gives a seven tackle set. Yep. Do you kick or receive? So do you trust your defence to say, right here, we'll defend through their first six tackle set yep. because they're probably going to have a shot and if we can Missing put enough seven pressure... Down, roll down, yeah. yeah. Fuck, I, I, think, I think it all comes down to how, how, how was the game going in that last five minutes? Because do if, you remove- if your guys were tired... Mm. And they were trundling downfield, and they had like some shots in yeah. in in regular t- regulation, and but but you could just tell that your guys were tired, and they were rolling through. And if they had a set off a kickoff, they could get they could get to. I mean, I think if you've got a reasonable expectation, they're going to get to the kicker being on the forty meter line when he receives the ball to take yeah. a kick. Then you've got to be like, well, no, I mean, I'd rather take it first. Yeah. Okay. So I think there'd be um, yeah benefits in saying well, off a off a drop attempt. The, the seven tackle set doesn't apply. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with that because so, I mean the, the expectation is in golden point that that's what's happening. So yeah. even if you just make it a golden point thing, yeah, that's it. Well, no, well, why not make it all the time? You know, the, the amount that they happen in oh, regulations it, look, is not that it, much. It's a fucking divas. I'd I'd love for it not to apply. You know, if if the kick's made within um, the ten meters. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that the introduction of that rule has taken away a lot of the attacking short kicks. But it has taken it has taken away like I can't remember who the team was, but they're playing the storm, I think. Hmm. Or was it Storm doing it? I think it was I think it was someone playing the storm. And it's just like Billy Slater, you know, it completely need to nullify his kick returns. It may have been the storm doing it to someone else. I can't remember exactly. Oh yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I get and, it. And like the way they took him out of the game, yeah. just by drilling it over the dead ball line and not giving yep. the two the chance. Exactly. It was fantastic. And setting their defensive line in thirty meters, it was great. It's probably Jamie Soward, but it's possible. Um, but that's what I'm saying. If if it's from outside of there, yeah, fair enough. Give the seven tackle set. But if it is a kick from within the ten, yep. That you know, designed to go into the in goal, yep. and if it goes out, yeah, give a six tackle. I'd I'd love to see that. Yeah, the problem is when you do rules that can be, you know, yeah, I don't know. No, it's very fucking simple. If you're outside the ten, it's a seven yeah, tackle set. I, if you're inside the ten, it's not. Yeah, but I mean, it still can get abused inside the ten. So, I mean, it's just like it's, it doesn't mean just because it's inside the ten doesn't mean that it's that you're trying to do an attacking yeah, grab or something. But I'm saying that that would so be, a be nice exploited because I mean I'm pretty sure that game where that happened, I'm pretty sure that that was like the kicks were all like in the ten like that. They were just drilled straight over, yeah. you know. So the problem is when you when you make uh, when you make exceptions for rules, that's when they you know they, they just get exploited out the fuck. I mean people always find their leverage in, in yeah, any, they will. Any, any rules you know situation, but um, but it's a good win. I mean the, the they they played. Uh, well, you know, it was, it was despite how well Manly played. I mean, you know, the Raiders were—they didn't get the return they wanted through, you know, through Leipano. But at the end of the day, they only lost in Golden Point extra time too. Mm. So, you know, Manly could have made a lot more of their attacking opportunities in the first half. But uh, there's a couple of good tries in the second half, though. That, um, as things started to open up, and uh, you know, look, it was a close game, and you know, winning close games is always, you know, morale building good for the team as well. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Green Machine Pod uh, in a battle of two teams who can't land the killer blow Manly get there eventually well done Manly see you next time so so gracious Whoa, true much, fan of the game much like much much like I was gracious on my personal Twitter account uh, Lynn Shields glad I didn't sell my grand final tickets why would you let's fucking lock it in at Angry Stink the sweet sweetness of a backfired sledge <laughs> hashtag the travelling fortress 
It is a travelling fortress. They seem to work better this year when they have an away game somewhere that's, you know, not just a short drive. Like a, yeah. one where they have to have a camp, like Townsville, and, you know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah, so, obviously, because it makes so, them feel better that there's no fucking Manly fans there. Oh, it makes them feel better. Like, you know, they've got the fucking wife and kids nagging them and all that shit. Yeah. You know how it is. Maybe Foreign would have stayed if there were more fucking away games. Well, I mean, he's fucking giving his, I mean, he's turned home games into away games, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Every away game is as far away as you can get. And I mean, and New Zealand usually get a Perth game too, so <laughs> he gets all the far games. <laughs> uh, Mitch Doyle, 13. The Manly Seagulls do that do that to you, drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Yes. See, there was, a, there was no absence of quality that game. Uh, Blue underscore Beaver. Much appreciation to Nate's reverse psychology juju working his magic again tonight, you sweet bastard. Never in doubt. Hashtag two L's, three W's. So we've got two more W's to go, which is good because that means we get Brisbane. Mm. And that's one of the more important wins of the year. Mm. Just for just general enjoyment of the game of rugby league. Hunky <laughs> <laughs> D comes out of hibernation to tweet. Happy to take a few wins, but a few wins does not make Barrett a super coach nor excuse the club's disgraceful conduct. All right, we understand. We get it. The Brisbane Broncos, 25, defeated South Sydney Rabbitohs, 24, at ANZ, just over 11,000. Broncos, 25, came from double to Corey Oates, Corbin Sims, and Tau Tau Monga for the tries. Milford, three or four conversions, a penalty goal, and the decisive field goal. The uh, Rabbits had tries to Cook, Jennings, Crichton, and Talakai. Three or four conversions to Bryson Goodwin, and one of two penalty goals. Oh. Controversy I'd, central. Yeah, look, this the result of this game. You know, when you start talking about deserve and teams unlucky, you know that that, that shows yep. where they are on the totem pole. South, you're in there. Mm-hmm. But that was absolute fucking <laughs> bullshit. And there's you could arguably attribute up to thirteen points. Yes, of bullshit to the Broncos. Yes, I've never. This is this has. Potentially the most, well, see, someone's even said in one of the tweets, one of the most kissed on the dick games. Is this a bigger kissed on the dick game than the finals game against the Titans last year? I want to say yes, because the Titans stuff was, a lot of that was just, they had all the running of the play. Every yep. 50-50 went to them. But this is like direct points, <laughs> yes. like actual scoring movements yeah. where they where it happened. So, yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to say this. This is one of the more kissed on the dick fucking performances in the history of rugby league it is um it's there uh for south though you know the they went into that game without reynolds yeah and to come out of that obviously they want the two points you know and and you're not happy with anything bar the two points but from a development perspective to go up against one of the competition heavyweights without your main playmaker and perform so well, the fact that you should have won. Yeah, yeah, it is is a good result for them. Yeah, um, the birds I looked a little bit more imposing. They're not, I don't yep. think, anywhere near potential yet. Yeah, but they they look to be heading in the right direction. Um, the Broncos, though, that uh, that little left side is starting to click. Yeah, after being fucking porridge for the beginning of the year. Yeah, he's now. Creamy vanilla oats with cinnamon, but that <laughs> is that the pinnacle of oats? No, <laughs> it's just better than fucking home brand porridge. <laughs> but um, that the old Boyd cut out to oats. Yep, over in the corner that was the fucking first try scorer's wet dream last year. Yep, yep. You know, twice. Yep, and and it was executed 
very well. The lead-up play to it was fine. You could see it coming. Yep. And and there was just nothing that, that the defence could do. One thing I want to highlight about this is the absolute fucking stupidity of the bunker and the way it's used at the moment. The whole thing where they're like, yeah, you look, you're right. It wasn't, but, but we couldn't look at it because we weren't told to look at that. The, the thing is... Look at what it takes to make the correct fucking decision. This is not yeah, rocket science. Exactly. With, with the field goal, yep. the official line back is, well, with a field goal, they can only check whether the ball went through the posts or to check for foul play. However, when they're reviewing a try, let, let's say Milford... Kicked that and it went through... No, uh, let, let's say he... Yeah, well, yeah, kicked and, it. And a guy... And a, someone a guy caught it, it or grabbed yeah, it. You they'd, know, check they'd check onside, they'd check all this yeah. stuff. They'd also check for a knock-on. Yep. And they'd say, no try, knocked on. Yep. But because it's a field goal attempt, they can't... Just check every fucking thing that you could possibly go wrong with a scoring play. Yeah. Is that fucking too hard? Exactly. I liked it when the when the bunker... Like, it was like last year when they'd go, okay, well, let's look at it. And they were okay. overturning fucking scrums. Yeah. And go, yeah okay, Fantastic. And I don't think the game needs to be sped up at the expense of getting things fucking correct. No. Wouldn't you just... Wouldn't you, wouldn't you prefer just to have a game where, I mean... Look, the, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, the bunkers made some fucking terrible, you know, mistakes or yep. whatever. But wouldn't you just wouldn't wouldn't you just like to just you know go into a game? Yeah. And with the exception of the grey area of forward passes that can never quite be overcome. No Tell you what, what, though, the bunker would do a much better fucking job of it than the touch judge do. Yeah. You know, it would cause... For this to work, there needs to be some revision of the rules, unfortunately. Yeah. Because there's all of this bullshit at the moment about intentionally forward out of the hands. Hands going backwards. Unintentionally. Floating forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's too much... Well, we can fucking read his mind and see what his intent was. Yeah. It's pretty fucking simple. But um, if the bunker can see it and rule on it, rule on it. If the bunker can provide information, provide information. Yep. Again, you know, we've said it before. It's not that they're saying the refs are fucking useless and yep. they should all have their families murdered. They're saying, hey, I've seen something here that you couldn't have seen because I yep. have different fucking angles and viewpoints. Um, what what you've just called as a strip was a loose carry or vice versa. Yep. Yep. You know? Um, yeah, so... The only thing with forward passes would be like, you know, the, the sideline referees would have to... The touches would have to not ever be allowed to call the fuck off touch judges altogether yeah because because what you because you know they could they could call forward you would have to let the play go through to its logical you know to its actual conclusion like tackled or try scored or into touch or whatever but if they've called forward then you know they've you know there's a whole play to the whistle thing so this is what I'm saying take it out of their hands why not we have this fucking technology there yeah why not have three teams in the bunker yeah all on a camera yeah and they're all reviewing it all the time. And if they see something, they can go through, pull it back, and then they can mic down to the ref and say, stop play. Yep. Anyway. You think how, you know, what point can they stop play? Because, uh, like, you know, you get highly accurate results for referees most of the time with with uh, NFL. But it's a very, but it, you know, it's a stop after every play situation. So they've yeah, got time that, to review it. it, it lends itself to time, that game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, rugby league being a free-flying thing, um, not really. But... Uh, there's got to be a better way. You can't have a situation where the bunker's like, look, yeah, we knew that wasn't right, mm. but we you know, weren't permitted to comment on it. 
that's just fucking stupid and yeah. embarrassing. So, and until you you ban the televisions from replaying the replays, yeah, which is unfortunate because that's where the fucking bunker gets its footage. Well, that's where that's where that, and that's where Twitter gets its outrage. And the well, NRL fucking grow a pair, yeah, and get some fucking cameras. Yep. Or fucking blue wiggle. Get in there and buy them for them. Yep. Get tired as blue wiggle. Yeah. Stop it's being not acting. Stop holding the pocket of the fucking TV stations. Just sitting in your hands in a big red car yeah. and trying to do something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that and that try was the Monga try where where the I can't remember who the guy was, but the dude gets tackled. Milford. Grounded. Everything's grounded. Fucking. Yeah, like, the tackle's complete. Like the tackle is complete. Then it pops out. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and yeah, Monga picks it up and scores a try. And I'm like, what possible fucking rationale could there be that that, that play would, had not been dead at that point in the ball? My thing is, again, on the bunker there, they go back and go, why can't they go back and go, oh, fuck, actually, there's the referee blowing his whistle yeah. before the try has been scored. Yeah. So when the referee blows its whistle, That's dead. that is stop yeah. the play. Yeah, it's dead. Anyway. Play to the whistle, they say. When he blows yes. the whistle and Bunker says, no, it's a fucking try. Exactly. Yeah. No, mm. it's just, just such bullshit. And I don't feel sorry for South because fuck them, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Oh, look, I'd, I'd love to win a game over, over South by that sort of stuff, just because I'm a, I'm a fucking troll at heart and, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But, oh, gee, I'd hate to lose one like it. Fuck. <laughs> I would blow up. For weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, Ma underscore Aaron. Robbie Farry in camo gear suits him. He's a sniper. Earlier this year, he killed a man in Concord all the way from Redfern. Biggest tiger. Rabbits needed someone to stand up in the last 10 minutes. Roberto has just steered two tri-assists. Hashtag origin push. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, Sam Warden. Jesus Christ, the bird eye is so fucking bad. <laughs> you know what? This ties back to that discussion about rugby last week. Hmm. That's what killed the fucking Burgeye. Yeah. Sam going to rugby. Somehow yeah, right. sucked the juju out of the other one. The other two, Luke was never any good, so he doesn't count. But like the other two, the twins are all right. Or with Sam gone, was there no one sucking the juju out of Rusty? Are you saying, you know? are you saying that, that? Are you saying that that's what that, that that's what Sam does? That's that doesn't sound right, man. Well, maybe we've got this all wrong. Maybe. Maybe that all this time we think that Rusty's been getting hummers to get the boys on the team. Maybe his fucking Rusty juice is part of a complete breakfast containing 12 vitamins and minerals, and he rewards. Oh, I'm, so, I'm just so not on board with anything <laughs> you said. <laughs> Delete everything you just said. Um, Mario Siegs kissed on the fucking dick. Those two points for Brisbane were one hundred percent fraudulent. The shitter team won. Cheating cunts. Hashtag refs fault. It was a legitimate, truly one again. Fault game. Somebody with maybe better legal expertise than mine. The NRL is very fucking quick to take away competition points. Yeah. When it's a team's breach of the rules mm-hmm. or fuck up. Yep. Drugs, salary cap. Yep. Whatever it may be. Uh, it'd be very interesting for a team to go to the NRL and say, well, no, you've admitted that you fucked up here and here. But they didn't, though, did they? They didn't really admit. Yeah. Tony Archer's come out and said it's not a try. The, yeah, but Tony, Archer, but Tony, Tony Archer come out and also said, oh, yeah, the field goal was good and everything. And the bunker just said, like, oh, you know, we couldn't, you know, with the information we had, it was a try. You know what I mean? 
the information we were allowed to act no, on. No, no, I'm saying it's, so they can sort it of point to that. Interesting. It would be just as they're quick to dock competition points. Could teams lobby to have them given? Yeah, you know what? That that the the appeals and the injunctions would go on for so long. The the window for that premiership would be long gone. Is, long there, gone, a, even got is a there a law and order Australia? No. Fucking Dick Wolf, get on it. There's your first season. Dong dong. Have Ice T guest starring? No, you need someone like an an Australian guy to be like the the partner though, like. So. So who are these cunts? <laughs> like someone like Kenny or something. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Officer Ernie Dingo? Is I came down I came down here from New York to call you a cracker. <laughs> <sighs> Russell Crowe could be in it. He's, he's too big for TV, isn't he? <laughs> nah, TV's and new movies. Yeah, it is, but not Australia. Might get an Emmy for it. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> In America, you got like HBO and Westworld in Australia. You got Home and Away. <laughs> yeah, put it on ABC. Yeah, Ibu. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Paramount Eels is delaying the inevitable. Paramount uh, Eels eighteen defeated the Penrith Panthers twelve. Uh, crowd of just over fourteen thousand at ANZ. The Eels eighteen came from double to smooth Corey Semi also with a try. Gutho two or three conversions and a penalty goal. The Panthers had tries to Hiku and Harawira. And that Cleary, two of two conversions. Yeah, big talking point around this game, I think, was effort. Um, the, the lack the, thereof. Well, there was a clear distinction between the two teams. Yeah, you know, you, you talk about Penrith needing to to really prove to themselves, and fuck proving it to fans or anybody else, but but they had some things to prove to each other. Yeah, and and they didn't do it. Um, you look on the other hand at the Eels, the things like even when they're fucking up like throwing passes in goal yep they're, they're scooping and, and getting out and just something as simple as that of getting out of your own in goal area yeah when you should be tackled five times over can be as lifting for your team as it is soul destroying yep. for the opposition yep. and all night Parramatta came up with those effort plays when they needed to whether it was forcing an error whether it was rushing up and shutting down um a play that, that looked to be developing. The the Panthers look like, and, and I said it earlier on, but a team that lacks confidence. And they are a confidence team. You remember their run yeah. last year. That was on the back of um, the doing the little things. The hard work of doing the little things wasn't so much hard work anymore. Yeah. Because they were, they were paying dividends. They need to get back to what they're doing. And I, I don't know why there isn't a game plan put in place that helps to build that confidence. In in sport or whether it's in the workplace or even with your kids, the way you build confidence is to do little things, simple things, effectively, and celebrate the, the little successes. Yep. You know, and, and I don't know why that's not happening. Yep. Um, I'd like to see Cleary take on a, a controller's role in that team. Yeah. And I'd like to see Matt Moylan forcing people to listen to the half. Matt Moylan's the captain. Yeah. But you need your halves to be your organisers. Did you see that picture that was circling around, circulating around Twitter? Yeah. With Matt Moylan, like, you know, like, there's like, I don't know where the players were, like, I guess under the post after conceding a try. Oh, 
Peter Wallace talking. And Peter Wallace is the one doing all the talking, and Morley was like he was in the back row. Yeah. Looking like well, a yeah, fucking lamb. Again, I ask you, where's the fucking support for the. And I know we joke about him being young, but if you put somebody who is, you know, at the, the early stage of, of his professional football career, and you give him the captaincy of a team that's underperforming, yeah. where's his support network? Because it doesn't look like he fucking has one. No, I mean, I'd you question know. the decision to even give him the captaincy, yeah, right? exactly. Um, you know, within that club, I really hope that there's the the Greg Alexanders and the, the Mark Guyers and, and those guys who who are talking and sitting and, and really giving him guidance yeah. on how to lead the club. Um, but I, I think that what, what we need to do is work on, on little things, work on the line speed, work on being aggressive in contact, yep. and then work on getting some repeat sets. Because it worked, you know? The, the only time in that game that we applied any sort of repeated pressure to the Eels, they cracked. And the, the fucking great big sweep play that we ran out to the left-hand side where Hiku scored was the fucking ugliest version of that play I've ever seen. <laughs> but because of the sustained pressure applied, yep. it came off. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, still still a bit of work to be done at the foot of the yeah. mountains. And there's absolutely nothing about the Penrith Panthers' performance that deserved this game to be a live fucking game as time was expiring. Like, the, ridiculous. And, and that's another thing. And, and look at... I want to say it's frustrating, and and that's that's all it is. But seeing the effort they put in in the last eight minutes, yeah, you know, it, it's like that chance was there the whole game, boys. Yeah, if they'd have even put in fucking half an hour of that effort, yeah, they probably would have got away. Yeah. So, yep, yeah. Barge ass eighty six Panthers now below the Tigers. Hashtag Panthers in decline. You're gonna get a lot of this. Fat, very lazy. Fitting that Penrith played like this on Anzac weekend. Young blokes led to their slaughter by inept leadership. Yeah. Bud Smoko. Griffin has no game plan. That's what I got from that game. He's trained Penrith out of Penrith. That's a very fucking apt Hashtag comment. Griffin out. Mm. I, I think he's trained Griffin Ball In. into Penrith. Yes. And he did it much faster than he did to the Broncos, which means he's getting better at what he does. He's improving as a coach. <laughs> it's like the Hellraiser. <laughs> Uh, Voodoo Rock is hashtag Oak in decline a thing? Because all the because <laughs> all the plus and frozen shit has gone to Marin Cartwright's guts. We'll take the win. Marin, the Australian representative. Yeah, Australian representative. You know, 2017 Australian representative. I'll have you know. North Queensland Cowboys 24 defeat the Newcastle Knights 12 up at 1300 teeth. Cowboys tries came to Cooper, a double to Ponga, and uh, Linnet. Conversions two of two from Ethan Lowe and uh, two of two penalty goals to Kyle Felt. The Knights twelve came from tries to Nathan Ross and Brendan Elliott with Brock Land two of two conversions. Yeah, I'm not sure the result of this one was was ever in doubt. No. Um, then for the, the Cowboys, they they executed competently. Yep. Um, Ponga's getting some fucking sensational first grade experience. He is. I, I can't believe how much <laughs> first grade games he's getting. But just from even from the beginning of the year, yeah. he he really looks like the sort of kid that that wants to learn about the game. Yeah, you know he when he first came in, he, he was obviously killing it in the lower grades. Yep, and he's he's tried on a couple of those things. And I remember his first couple of games, he made some silly errors. He'd make a break for for sixty meters and then just just try one one step too yeah. many and yeah. get the ball stripped and yeah. or whatever. 
Um, but he looks to be a very smart rugby league player, so so very exciting future there. Um, so yeah, for, for so one thing, Knights can take away from it. They got slaughtered by their yeah <laughs> by their, yeah. their new boy. Oh god. Um, yeah, for for the Knights, that the, there was enough. I think great football moments in that game though to keep them coming back. Yeah, and that's all they can hope for. Yeah, you know, there was the the almost length of the field try. There's Nathan Ross going in. He brings it around. Yep. Nathan Ross going in typifies rugby league. If you don't enjoy the sight of Nathan Ross going in, you are not a fucking football fan. <laughs> Only time that can be disliked is if you're his father-in-law. Nathan and Ross he's going, going into your daughter. That's Nathan Ross going in is also correlates to about the only time the night score points. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, again, the the fans keep turning up. Credit to the Novacastrians. G Campbell underscore eighty eight. Fuck the night. Send him to Perth. A bunch of bottleless guys that shouldn't be getting paid shit. That's a Knights Ouch. fan. And, uh, they had some support even up year? at fucking thirteen hundred. This year, it's the Knights and the Cowboys teams that are, are giving us. Uh, the Warriors fans have found their voice now, and Sharkies fans, obviously, last year, Titans yep. found their voice. Yep. So you were the the, the poor the the the, the, the poor, poor contributors on the tweet for, on the tweet <laughs> side of things. The uh, Gold Coast Titans sixteen to feed the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks twelve at Reclaim Australian Stadium. Um, Titans sixteen uh, tries to Roberts and double to Pulu. And uh, Ash Taylor, two or three conversions. Sharkies, Latelli and Bakuya with tries. Maloney, one or two conversions and a penalty goal. It's one of the greatest sights to see a man the size of Pulu. Pulu putting his budu into Ooh. into the Sharks. No, running around in headgear. <laughs> like hey, it's like it's like I'm here to trample cuts, but at the same time, <laughs> oh, you know, I have mild concern for the future health of my brain. <laughs> Uh, maybe he's a, he's maybe a gentle giant. He's like a John Coffee. The only thing I can think of is he must have like school age kids. Yeah. So he's constantly getting fucking head lice through his house, and if he gets too many splits on his scalp, that shit will just sting like fucking anything. <laughs> I think but, that's um, a draw. You're probably drawing a long one there. The, the, this was the game I, I think Jared Hayne had to have. I still think where... this was a template Titans game, except somehow, I'm, and I'm still not sure how <laughs> they finished ahead on the scoreboard. <laughs> At no stage did they look like they were going to win this no, game it, it until, was, they it, did, until they did. It was it, it was they, they were out muscled. They were they were outmatched, but their their leaders stood up, and they've got a couple of players that um, yeah. I said the Tigers a couple of times would look for someone to look to. Yep. Uh, and and whether it is Ryan James who who is tradesman like yep. in in his effort, and it was a bit unlucky I think to miss out on um, on rep selection, but. Connie, for his part, yeah, is always good for okay. They need a little bit of a lift, and and he'll he'll demand a little bit more ball and and bust through a couple. But but Hayne was involved and provided for his teammates. Yes, and and I think that was what was missing in the relationship with with he and the Titans because all the talk was about him and he made all the play about himself. Yeah, but where he's in that position, he was forced to be where where he's providing. Yep. Um, like they're unlucky as well. There was a beautiful play they ran where where he threw a cutout ball, and, and you yep. could argue that he threw it a bit hard. But Sargentson really should have taken that. No, that was that was all Sargentson. I mean, like it yeah. wasn't like he did. that guy is a I saw fucking a, muppet. I, I saw a couple of haters saying that you know if if Hayne hadn't thrown it so hard, he would have been able to. 
Yeah, if he had thrown so hard, it would have been intercepted and gone like the field the other but way. But he, I mean, he's he's a bit like Gus in that there's a fucking outrage machine around Jared Hain. Seriously, uh, that Sargent, there is that guy. His entire NRL career to date is completely in defence. Like there's there's nothing you can say about that guy. And I've seen people saying, "Oh, Sargent's in decline." When did he do fucking anything? He could be the worst import in the history of the fucking game. Yeah, look, it's it's all these little fucking new new twilly people just throwing decline around like it's. Yeah, like well, it applies a, to anything yeah, except that's tigers. A, that's something in decline. Yeah, that's, that's okay. I'm, um, I'm happy for you to do that. But yeah, have your fun. <laughs> uh, but I, I tell you, what, I, I do like how they're playing Pulu. Yep. At the moment, he's just again, he's a big guy, but he, mm. he's sniffing around right on the edges, and and he's there waiting for opportunity. And his yep. size is going to make him a problem for especially late in games as well, like where everyone's tired anyway, yeah. and the lateral movement's not as great as it should but, be. But if he's going up against fullbacks, yeah, wingers, half-backs. <laughs> like yeah, that good that, luck. To there's use. some fucking points in in this year. So yeah. it's not panic stations for the Sharks yet. I don't think. Um, winning a premiership is very mentally draining, and last year that was one of their big attribute attributes. Oh, look, they were right in this game, and, and at the end of the day, they only lost because of a, a monumental fuck up in handling, off yeah. a fucking nothing kick, and late in the game. I mean, there was literally nothing going on there. I yeah. mean, if it hadn't been so monumentally fucked up, there I, was nothing, no look, danger to I, it at all. But I they think, made it dangerous. I think they could have really done a little bit more to. to shut this game down a, a bit earlier. Yeah. I think it, the, the Titans are that sort of team because they are that effort team. If you keep them in with a sniff, then you do run the risk of them somehow coming yeah. back over the top. But, um, yeah, the, the Sharks are in the fortunate position of being able to have a couple of these and not, not derail this season. Yeah. Wally Frogmore. The commentators called Hayne an X-factor. When did the term change from having an indefinable quantity to being a plotter? I dare say he wasn't a plotter in that game, sir. Not at all. The biggest tiger. Titans never look like winning this, particularly when they're winning. This game was crazy. Hashtag so brave. Hammers. All capitals, this one. Take a bag of dicks and jam it up your fucking ass, you fraudulent cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Astro Nauts. How do you want your bag of dicks served, Cronulla Sharks, you peptide drug t- cheating cunts? <laughs> Jeez, Titans fans have found a voice. <laughs> B underscore Jeff Cott. Titans are just so likable. Great effort and great game. Oh, and also, bag of dicks to sharks. No one likes you. <laughs> um, As a Gold Coast Titans member, I should tell the sharks to all go to fucking Perth. And, and get bags of dicks and you know, anything else you want to peptide. Something about peptide. Something, something, yeah, something, something, something peptide. Something bag of dicks to Perth. Are they peptics? <laughs> no, you can't. You've got you to gotta max them out. Okay. Uh, Normie H93. Get that one down your throats, Cronulla. Fuck yeah. Full strength spine is a danger now, cunts. <laughs> then he's done the thrun through. I refuse, to, I refuse to say through and through. That's thrown through if I've ever seen it. It's like a handicapped person sneezing. Or a handicapped person telling, you know, but perhaps, you know, telling you, yeah, fuck you. Thrown through. Aussie 86. Would love the addresses of all the Sharkies fans so I can personally deliver their bags of dicks. Hashtag swallow them whole. Hashtag Hoover lips. You said they seem more 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 pre they seem more preoccupied with the, the bags of dicks than the than the victory. The they also seem very preoccupied with the way that the dicks are actually yeah. uh, distributed. Well, well, yeah, and but distributed as well. I yeah. mean, like fancy fancy wanting to go to all the trouble of personally delivering bags of dicks. <laughs> it's like the end of like Jane Silent Bob or whatever when they go into all the addresses oh, yeah. of the. 
They're on the Gold Coast. None of them have fucking jobs. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Lazarus' disposable income through 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 uh, sales of methamphetamines. <laughs> yeah. West Tigers 18 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 12 ANZ crowd of about 19,500. The uh, Tigers 18 came from tries to uh, Nofaluma and Nagama. A couple of conversions to Mitch Moses. Uh, three penalty goals to Mitch Moses. And uh, the Doggies, their 12 came from tries to Inigo Montoya and Kerrit Holland. Holland, one of two conversions and a penalty goal. I've got a note here, and just as I'm looking at it, mm-hmm. I'm realising that it's almost actually happening. I've got a note that says that if you merge these two clubs, yep. that would be a premiership winning side. <laughs> Jeez, they're, they're, go that far? They're, they're not exactly merging. But a well-balanced competitive side, though. Let's, th- let's yeah, just say, okay. let's just say um, premiership winning. But they're fucking swapping players. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it, it is interesting here. If, if I was a Tigers fan, I would be immensely frustrated about the club's handling of this whole re-signing saga just because it it shows here how those young kids can play when they, they've got no pressure. Yeah. Um, the, these but guys, also, I mean, I there, has to be a, there has to be a certain amount of blame apportioned to the player management and, you know... Oh, no, 100%. They're certainly driving shit on their own side too. Yeah, they, they are. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the Tigers came out and said, we've withdrawn offers. Yep. Can you imagine what would have happened if they'd have done that, you know, six weeks ago when they actually said there's a deadline? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the team picks up and, and then who knows what Tedesco would have decided, if he's decided anything at all. Um, but the the thing I really like about this one is that, that Teddy seems a more confident ball-playing fullback this year. Yes, we, I still I haven't quite seen anything. That I'm prepared to say anything about him just yet. I said confident, say good, <laughs> but yeah, we we know he's outstanding in broken field. Yep, we know that he is you know on his day the the best kick returner in the league. Yep, but a, a couple of times I, I saw him you know go to the line and, and really be prepared to to take the hit that comes after the pass or. Or even even dummy and go himself, but but if he can add that to his game, then then he will be an absolute weapon in the back yep. of the field. So the the dogs, I think this is a new style of play for them. Um, actually, having some attacking potency, so it's not a hundred percent yet. Yep. But uh, as the season goes on, I think they'll click a little bit more. And the funny thing is, as well, is that uh, doggies they they weren't going to win the game but they were still fucking in it mm. until very close to the end mm. and there was a situation there with a certain forward who caught that fucking playmaker <laughs> caught that playmaker aids <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden thought he's the guy that's putting kicks through when they were essentially working towards setting up for a field goal to break the deadlock on the third tackle it's not when you're the, it's, when it's your team it's not it's not hilarious but because I had Brent Kite do it, he, he used to think he was a playmaker at times. Yeah. But man, like, fuck, it's entertaining. Oh, you should have seen his. Tw- I went to check his mentions. Yeah. Straight after. Yeah. And it's just like you fat cunt, <laughs> fucking like nonstop. Is it just me, or does Greg Eastwood look like every extra in a film with Russian villains ever? <laughs> yeah. No, he does. That's true. 
Yeah. <laughs> like I say, what, like the things that Tour Nation would say, like, believe me, there's nothing on what the general Bulldogs fan base See, had to say. Think, oh, fuck, I don't want to... Like, I didn't know he had a Twitter account. So, like, I literally, I went to Google, and Greg Eastwood's Twitter, <laughs> had a look, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was going to say something, I was going to speak some shit. The best one I saw was, you know those, um, you know, girlfriends as her parents are out, mate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, I saw that, that was fantastic. Yep. Um, you got anything more to say about this? No. Trent Slats, I'm happy for the Tigers to get a win, which is probably about the biggest insult I can give them. Yep. Curse Chapo. Every team of destiny on the road to an undefeated asterisk season has a bump in the road from time to time. Hashtag Eastwood, you fat fool. Yeah, it was a bump in the road. I mean, that, this was a bump in the road. I mean, you got flogged by Mountain. Sounds like either. a fucking Hillsong proverb. Does a bit. Ma underscore extra, Aaron. Extra fucking caramel sauce on that. Holy frappe. <laughs> Ma underscore Aaron. It's good to have the win, but it doesn't mean much. Doggies are just the pub side. Hashtag stick to state cup. Oof. Biggest Tiger. After that week, we needed this. Such an excellent display of effort. Didn't give up for 80. Absolutely buzzing. Mm. One of the only only people that I don't begrudge victories for. He is hard to dislike. He fucking lives it. Like, he he lives it, you know. I mean, he calls himself... when When you call yourself the biggest Tiger on social media... You'd want to fucking bring it. Yeah. And I mean, like, relentless positivity and good yeah. good grace to players that depart and, you know. I, I put it out when he put the tweet out there. Absolute gentleman. He, yeah. he was, like, the only person I saw that, to give a positive, thankful tweet to Mitch Moses. Yeah. After the debacle. Yep. So, yep. hats off to you, sir. GT351 underscore Giles. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Here comes the mirror image. <laughs> the only thing that stopped the Tigers to climb was the declining brainstem of Beastwood. <laughs> Stupid fucking play killed all... Killed... Killed... Killed us off. Idiots. <laughs> Matt McLeod. What a delicious stream of Twitter glory after that kick from Eastwood. Well done to all involved. Stuart Muller. If Aaron Woods wants to wage a 172-meter game public relations campaign to prove he's the bigger man in all this, who am I to stop him? Exactly. Mm. St. George Roosters. Thir- Sydney Roosters 13 defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons 12. A crowd of just under 41,000. Huge crowd, I believe, though. I mean, they were the same as a sellout, but they were... You know, if it was a sellout, there was a lot of people going out to get hot dogs at the same time. You know yeah. I mean? um, the Roosters tries to Ferguson and Pierce. Uh, Michael Gordon, one of two conversions and a penalty goal. The decisive field goal to Mitchell Pierce. Dragons 12 came from tries to Thompson and McDonald. Widdop won a conversion. Dugan won conversion. And uh, Widdop missed it with his only shot at penalty goal mm. before going off fairly early in peace. Yeah, it shows that um, the, the where the Dragons' reliance is this season and not that that's a bad thing the fucking North Queensland Cowboys won a premiership on the back of being a a, a one player team with a bunch yep. of supporting casts um, and and you look at them even in their premiership year when Thurston wasn't around yep they they were you know barely better than than the Spooners but um, even when he was off obviously the, the structure of their attack suffered but their forwards are doing a fucking job this year. They're standing up, and even they were getting busted. Yeah, like Frizzle Manizzle was. Yep, was absolutely destroyed. One second, and yeah. then the ball's on his side of the field. And he fucking sort of just gets yeah. up and okay, fuck, I'll take another <laughs> hit up. Um, yeah, the the Roosters, I'm still not convinced on. 
you know, and and I know they were a popular choice to have high in the table um, yeah. at the beginning of the year, but I, I don't see Mitchell Pearce dragging them to to great heights this year. Um, the the forward pack that they've got probably isn't eighty minutes good. Yep. When when you look at the teams that they've come up against, um, they've been fairly effectively outmuscled, and I'm not sure that their strike power out wide is what it could be. Uh, but they were in this one. Anzac Day, obviously, you know, as, as everyone was saying, it's a, a special day. Yep. So so the results of these games are hard to predict. But um, the worst thing I saw was one poor fucker that had a a five k bet. On the dragons to win five k, or you put five k on them to win five k on them. So that was just were they favourites or, or East would have been favourites probably. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So yeah, people who put those kind of bets on degenerate they gambler. Can, yeah, people who can put those bets on though they they can afford to lose those bets. though, right. Mostly. I, I don't think I would ever have enough money that I'd be happy. No, losing either. five thousand dollars in one hit. No, fuck no. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um. Roosters, you know, it was a good performance in Roosters, uh, considering they lost with it, but Jid highlighted the fact that yeah. without him, they're nothing. Yeah. I mean, they, they, without him, they're the Titans. Like, they've got the heart, and they can compete, but they need him to just be that, you know, extra. But at least the Titans are going to jag something every now and again. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, Dragons nearly dragged this one too, though. Um, Earthboy75, Roosters sell out home game. I never want to hear about our poor crowds again. Get absolutely fucked with that tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Considering there were about eight Roosters fans there, that was fucking Dragons fans, if that was even a sellout. But let me tell you, I was inclined to believe it was a sellout until, like, in the middle of the game when the, the shit was getting intense. And in that main, like, the ground base lowest level of, of seats, there was, the, you could see tons of fucking empty seats yeah. there. Like, the, the only way your tweet is true. Is if by Roosters sell out, you mean Roosters fans don't go so that Dragons fans could purchase tickets. Or that happens every fucking week. Yeah. Which it doesn't. So, no. It, yeah. Come on, son. Devonhead, any doubt on whether we're a one-man team will not have been well and truly answered. Take that as you will. Mm. Uh, he kicked the field goal. Mitchell Pierce for origin. This is a, it's a MJ Eagle 23. Uh, Matty McP25. Uh, Wayne Bennett is right and always has been. Golden Point is a blight on the game and needs to be eradicated. The Curse Chapo. So, with the Dragons losing again, the Dead V fans are all save our Saints again? Hashtag shit fans. They're not like that, Chapo. They've fucking won heaps of games this year. They're cool with losing a Golden Point game against the Roosters in the Anzac Day. Fuck. Chapo. They would be worried about the six weeks for Widdop, though. We need a heart to heart, man. Just come, come close. Come close. You are to Gronking what Embai is to Harves. Beginning of the year, there was lots of talk. You were going to reclaim your fucking Gronk of the Year crown. Mm -hmm. And I have seen nothing. The game is the game's passed him by. Yeah. He's like the Rabs Warren of Gronking. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Ouch. He was a quality Gronk in another era, but no one really remembers it that well. He was your grandfather. It was that gronk. long ago that no one really remembers. Yeah. But yeah, it's mm. Melbourne Storm twenty to feed the Warriors fourteen down there at the Korean Housewife. The crowd just over twenty two thousand. It's a fucking best name. Massive shout out to whoever told us that. It's brilliant. Um, the architect. Storms twenty. 
and tries to uh, Sofa Solomona, Kronk, Addo Carr and Kafusi. Cam Smith, disappointing one of four conversions. He got a penalty goal though. The Warriors 14 came from a double. The Fusi Tour, Sean Johnson with a conversion and two penalty goals. Hmm. I think this is a good game. It was a good game. And the Warriors were fucking in it. They were. All the way, which I think made it even more impressive about the way the Storm were. They were fucking out of it. Yeah. And the Warriors were well on top, and they just slowly clawed their way back into it, and then in front, and they just turned the screws, and then there's this rising tide of, like, inevitability. Yeah. And the game's over, and they've, you know, snuffed them out. And and even if Melbourne weren't doing that... Yep. The Warriors fucking reverse gold panning brought the rocks to the surface again. Yeah. It, again, you got to look at their coach, and that's obviously a deeper issue than one coach. Because it's been the Warriors, yeah. And a couple of things that I'm I'm a little bit disappointed in that I've read over the course of the week are you know they're talking about Kieran Foran and how even if they get him for a year, um, it's been good for the club. And the thing that's come up over and over and over and over and over is he brings a level of professionalism to the Warriors that hasn't been seen before. Fucking hell! Like you know, I'm, that's like Bryce Cartwright going to a club and bringing a level of, of sexual responsibility. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm not trying to say that, that Kieran Foran is not professional, but I'm, I'm saying, trying to say that what's the bar for the most professional? No, no, no but, person they've seen. Well, just if that's the bar, if yeah, surely there has to be somebody who has been more professional than than Kieran Foran in that Warriors unit. Surely someone it, like oh, I want to say someone like Stacey Jones, yeah, would it be four hundred and fifty thousand times more professional than K four. Who knows? I'm maybe certain of it. Maybe over there. Maybe James Maloney used to to fuck around at training or whatever. But yeah, maybe. You know, um, the it, it's almost a fucking public service announcement that every single one of those players needs to fuck off. Because really, the only person that puts in a, you know, the the Hoffmans, the guys that go there from other clubs, yeah, that bring that yeah, that with them. I don't want to talk about Hoffman putting in that much. I mean, <laughs> he's a fucking disaster since he went over there. Jesus he does God. suffer from the ex uh, ex Bellamy. Wasn't that long ago that he almost single handedly won fucking Origin series for New South Wales? Yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, the the Melbourne Storm. I, I think it was Mal talking after a game said that he, he was talking to Cameron Smith and. And he said, obviously, they're not, they're not happy with the way they're, they're playing. So, so you, can, you can bet that, that after a little while, you know, they've, they've put in some good performances this yeah. year, one of them against Penrith. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's not too hard for them to regain that form. I just wanted to give a shout-out to, uh, was it Eunice on the touchline for that last try that the, the Storm scored down on the, you know, I guess on the, if you're running with the Storm on the left-hand side. Just, it was, it was the last Eunice. try that... Was it Eunice or was it he? Was or was he the main ref? I don't care, but fuck Eunice and all his descendants. If it was him on the sideline, though, may they have weeping syphilis from their fucking. If it was him on date. the sideline, fuck! I wish he was on that sideline in that Origin when Jared Hayne <laughs> got fucked over with that foot on the line bullshit. Yeah. That decision, I thought it was. Oh, like I mean, I was. I thought it looked into me. It looked like his foot, as it was pivoting to the line, it was going up the hill, was going up in the air as well. So it was, if it was, if his foot even went over the line, then Jeff he wasn't touching. Has made a career of country. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm just, but, but 
you know, sometimes you want to, you know, you say, look, on this occasion, you did a good job, back yourself. I thought when he was pointing to the line, I, th- I thought he was saying, you know, maybe you want to check that first, but uh, they didn't refer it, and then, you know, blowing up replays or blowing up screenshots maybe the later have shown that there was a significant bit of grass in between there. Maybe he that did live, say that, and the referee knows it because it's fucking Jeff Eunice on the touchline. What he's actually called is absolutely the opposite of what happened. Oh, so you're saying he's called it out and he's gone, yeah. no, that's impossible, Jeff exactly. is shit, can't yeah. The ref's yeah. just gone, I'm calling that a Eunice. Yeah. In, possible. Uh, yes. Possible. In my house, we now, you know, we say after dinner, well, I'm off to take a big steaming Eunice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick. Uh, <laughs> Fonz underscore curly. Warriors looking effing good for and critical mass of quality so that the gun players drag them up, it's up instead of the other way around. Mm. I think Fawn's just shown Johnson how to run again. Yeah. That's part of it. Yep. Uh, slippy underscore eel. Billy Slater makes me want to put my head through my insanely expensive TV. Fuck, I hate him. Look, I do too. I do too, Nick. But I've, as much as I hate him, I, I have to concede that seeing the way that he's come back from you know what appeared to be career-ending injuries, and he doesn't have the speed he used to have, but he's still got all of the experience and the awareness. Just some of the shit he does, like how safe he is, you know, under high balls and and bringing it back, and, he, and just some of the, the the plotting he does and the playmaking. I do have a grudging a grudging respect for the way that he's come back from this injury to be a, a contributing member of the team. I thought this would have been just a you know a bit of a, a testimonial lap this year, but um, yeah, he's actually you know contributing really well to the side and doesn't quite he doesn't have the speed, so they can't do that thing where they used to turn him inside, you know, go go out, out go wide of the ruck and then bring him back inside. He doesn't have the speed to bust through and do that and do the length of the field and go for the mm. try anymore. But still, he's still a dangerous player, um, biggest tiger. Great to see diamonds early from the Warriors. Hope they don't produce too many rocks. Look, they didn't in this game. I mean, they were, oh, okay. they, I think, they were I think, pretty bad in the last I, third. I think they just got anacondaed out of it. Like, I think the Storm just did that thing where they just choke fucking teams fucking out. Chicken of it. and the egg. Did did the Storm force the errors or did the Warriors I just the, rock think, it up? I think the Storm forced them. Hmm. D. Matea, I never thought in my life I would see the Warriors complete a set move. Thing of beauty. <laughs> I cried a little. <laughs> and uh, I'll Council Creeper again. Uh, breaking. Warriors coach Steve Candy to petition the NRL to drop game time from 80 to 60 minutes to give the Warriors a chance. Mm-hmm. Once again, we are joined by the total package. Nat Sinclair for the Ask Nat segment. We've got a couple of great questions this week as well and some shit ones, as seems to be the, the pattern that we're following. How you going, Nat? The trend. The trend. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Rugby league is fantastic. It's, all, it's, a, it's just a tremendous uh, sport. I hate it. <laughs> I hate rugby league. <laughs> I, look for, I, 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 look, I look forward to you loving rugby league again this week, though. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think, we're going to, I don't think I'm going to love rugby league again for the rest of the season. That is where I'm at right now. Yeah, but for that to happen, I mean, from you know, the conversations we've had, like that, you, what, you, what you're saying is as a as an expectation there that Penrith don't win a, another game all year. Yep, <laughs> that is my expectation. Playing Newcastle game. Well, it's a pretty harsh assessment from one of the from one of Sorry, from Penrith. one of uh, yeah from one of the Blue Mountains own. <laughs> I have faith that they might get together, but it's just very, it's, it's a sad time right now. Um, 
So I hope they get it together, but it's just I don't see anything in our game right now that looks like it's going to have any commerce, so we'll see. So, so, so when you feel that may be the case, how do you go, how do you go out there and raise a pom-pom? How do your arms, how can you, how can you pull I them hope. up? Um, you know what? They, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, they, they, might, um, they might tomorrow night come out and, and win like we did last year. I remember Brisbane was a turning point in our season, but, um, you know, I always support them, but I just wish yeah. that something would, I don't know what it is. Like, everyone's doing their job, it's just not clicking. Yep. So I just hope it clicks. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's interesting to see what happened. I mean, like how long it takes, how how much, how many losses it would it would take to start to get because there hasn't any, been really any whispers of blame in terms of coaching at the moment. It's more like the young hearts oh, and this sort of thing. So, oh yeah, on on, twi- on Twitter, of course. Yeah. Twitter, you lose what you, twi- Twitter, yeah. you lose one game, and the fans are calling for the head of the coach. Believe oh, me, I've done it. Me, but I don't think it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think blame uh, wise, it's not really any. I don't think our forwards are doing very well at the moment. That's probably one of the big things. And but you know what? We've got better forwards sitting in New South Wales Cup at the yeah. moment, and that's why it's a coaching thing as yeah. well. It's like, what are they doing? There's been some weird selections, hey. Especially after just re-signing guys as well. Usually, you think, okay, that's great. They're in the they're in the fold for the foreseeable future, and uh, they, yeah. they might have been, you know, in the twenty one and getting into the seventeen now and then. But let's bring them into the seventeen because you know we're building for the future. We're gonna yeah build them for the future. Like we had Kakao, who is so good. He did not show anything but great things yep. in his games that he played. We re-signed him for two years and he's not playing, and I just don't <laughs> I don't understand why. Yeah. Um, but I think that you know I think Griffin does get kind of like set in his ways. That's who he digs and stuff. It takes him a while to really get somebody, give them a chance and stick with the new guys. I guess so. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm over it at the moment. I hope it I hope it turns around soon because it's not not fun. Yep. We all, I know I know that feeling. <laughs> Very well, yeah. And like, I'd, lo- I'd love it to be. Oh, I'd love it to be this week because uh, you know, oh, who, who, you know, who doesn't like well, who doesn't like see the Broncos lose? Everyone likes the exactly. Broncos, especially in their precious time slot of a Thursday night or a Friday night. Exactly. You know, so yeah, it'd be great to beat them. But I don't really see anything. See what happens. Okay, so the first the first uh, question we have this week is. Uh, <clears throat> from uh, at underscore JDHD and he said how does it feel to know that Penrith have won fewer games than the West Tigers? It feels like shit. <laughs> you know what? That was the first thing I said when Tigers won afterwards. I was like oh my god they just leapfrogged us on the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> like that is that is where we're at right now. That's like that's, that's not ask that's not an ask Nat question that's like that's like sink the boot into Nat while she's down question. That, that's like kick, yeah, exactly. That's like kicking dirt in my face while I'm down and upset. It's just hurtful. You know? Yeah. But all I can say is it's only, it's only round eight. And, you know, does anybody at the end of the season say, oh, but the Tigers were ahead of the Panthers at the end of round eight? No. no. So let's just see what happens at the end of round 26. Exactly. Uh, now, true, it's true underscore underscore grits. What's more important in, in uh, rugby league head coach, the ability to inspire and lead the team or game planning and strategy? I think probably the ability to inspire and lead the team. I think we've seen that with the West Tigers. Yeah. I wonder uh, if it's like a, if it's more recently, important. I mean, obviously they need to have both, right? Well, it depends who you've got on your team as yeah. well. You know, someone like, say, Thurston or uh, pretty much all big centers, um, do they really need to be told what to do and when? No, they don't because they know what to yep. do and they, they've got, you know, 
you know, you've got footballers. I feel like they're smart, like smart footballers, and just footballers who go and do their yep. job. The smart footballers, like your Conk and that sort of thing, and you know, Kiri is a smart one. Pierce is becoming smart. They know what to do when, yep. um, and they know what to do without being told. Yeah. They don't need to be coached. They just need to be gone out there. But then, you know, the ability to have your team together. Um, I think even Trent Barrett's probably doing a really good job at it at the moment at Manly because they're playing together. They're playing as a team. Dragons at the moment, the same thing. They're, they're all. They're all they're not they're not superstar players, but they're they're decent players playing together, doing their job, and that sort of thing does come from a coach and the culture. Yep. Um, so I definitely think it's way more important to be able to you know lead, be a leader, be someone they respect, be someone they want to play for, um, than to coach them within inch of their lives because you don't know what the other team's going to throw you when you're there. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely more important to be a bit of a leader. And definitely teams at different stages of their evolution need to have different types of leaders as well. Like, there's there are times there are times when the club needs, like, a Brian Smith kind of character in there to implement some structure and yeah. uh, in the, within the organisation. Yeah. And then... Uh, but then he sort of doesn't seem... Can't get them over that. You know, you can get them up to a certain point, but he can't take them to that next level. And... Uh, exactly, and that's, you know... There's, there's coaches that are obviously like your husband, like yep. the world, who can get teams to the final. Like he knows how to do it, yep. and and he'll get them there. Um, but then there's you know other coaches that are, are good with the young ones and that sort of thing. And I suppose yeah, you're exactly right. Like you need um, a different stage in the team development if you're lucky enough to have the team stay the same for that long yep. and be able to develop together. Yep. Like you know the storm have that sort of thing. Exactly. Um, you need different sort of styles of coaching for different situations. Yep. Okay, we've got a two-parter here from On A Daily Bayless. I, I suspect he may be a law student because he said, Ooh. does Nat think the High Court should engage in judicial activism or stick to constitutional originalism? Uh, and then goes on to say, if you could provide your answer if you could provide your answer in written form in around 3,000 words, that would be super helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've finished uni and it was a long time and I did not need to be revisiting it by answering questions. Like that. Yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine because I mean, no, no one wants to hear that answer. I don't think, <laughs> except for except no, for Anthony. I don't, uh, it took me a while to figure out that question on his own, and I've done with you. So you must be an HD student. That's that's one of those. Let me tell you, I wasn't. That's one of those. That's that's one of those strictly theoretical things that as soon as you've got your degree, you just jettison because you know you're never going to need to think about it again. You know what? That's literally ninety percent of the stuff that I learned. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, all I've learned about being an actual lawyer is from work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, your actual degree itself it just gets you there. Yeah. And that's that's probably similar. That's probably for goes for a lot of degree based things. I think as well. I think so, of course. And you know, they, they I suppose they teach you as well. Like it's pretty tough, so it teaches you to, to be tough sure. and to stick it out and not give yep. up. So I suppose like that's thing. Yeah. Now this the final question is one that comes. It's from someone who's requested to remain anonymous. They sent it via DM on Twitter, and uh, said, okay. uh, got a question for Nat, but I don't want my name attached if that's okay. Just because I know that every cunt will say I'm talking about myself, etc. So they go on to say, Uh-oh. I have a mate who's uglier than sin, like fucking bad. No girl will go near him, poor fella. Yeah. He's forever getting pics with manly cheerleaders and seems to accidentally grab some side boob. Just wondering what the policy at Penrith is for dealing with creepy cunts like that who are inappropriate. If someone was to touch us in that way, they would be out of the ground. Yeah. At Penrith. Yeah, that's the, yeah. And, probably, and get <laughs> a good kicking on the way out? They probably would, you know. Um, that's not all right. I remember actually one time years ago, before my time, um, somebody was inappropriate with a girl and she grabbed his beer and threw it in his face. That's good. 
so um, and that was fine. She was fine. She was commended yep. for that. Um, so yeah, don't try that sort of thing. <laughs> I remember there was this guy. I wonder. I wonder if he's talking to talking about the same guy. There's this guy, and I don't don't know him personally, but I know that he was a swan supporter and he used to sort of hang around manly as well and he became not famous but he very publicly got arrested once i think for for grabbing at uh the boob of um one of the girls of modern family or something when they were walking a red carpet for something down here you know that, that sex yeah, pest? I remember that. Yeah, so I wonder if he's talking yeah, about yeah. that too because he's he, he wasn't right in the head. There's some oh, yeah, he was he was he was a bit mental. And um okay. <laughs> there's some special yeah. he was a bit special. But well, you'd have to yeah, be. but that's how it manifested yeah. itself in in yeah, and he and he grabbed that you know, yeah, yeah, grabbed yeah, one well, of those girls off Modern Family. So I actually remember that very yeah. yeah, I remember that it was in the news. But like we um I've never really experienced anything anything dodgy, um, we're lucky there. Yep. Um but um you know, sometimes you get little post calls and stuff. You have to be pretty clear about it, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to be smiling and nice all the time if something like that happens. That's definitely out the window. Um, so, I don't know. I don't think, you know, same goes with players. Is anyone going to do that with the player? Probably not. So, similar thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. The players, however. <laughs> oh, the stories. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's I mean, that's a pretty 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 obvious answer to that. And if and if anyone who listens to this show sees yeah. anything like that happen, you know what to do. I can belt them. <laughs> Just give them a flogging. Yeah, I would applaud that. I would applaud that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Not that I'm encouraging violence, but if the situation would call for it, then that's fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because the the the, the, the well, I mean, a lot of those people they do it because they don't get any repercussions. You know, so. Attach some, re- attach some repercussions. Like, oh, that's okay. That sort of thing would be one of those scenarios, though, where yeah. you'd get like that life ban sort of thing. Like you'd, you'd maybe never be able to. You'd be a life ban from Pepper or something like that, or or maybe all NRL games. Yeah, I, I see. I see those bans when they yeah. do them for soccer. You know, people at soccer grounds and stuff. And I, and I often think, how? Yeah, we Yeah, how, how do they even? How do they implement that? Like, is it even possible? You know, what I was thinking because um, at my local shopping, I used to work at like the Donut King at my local shopping yep. center, um, and we used to have some people there that got banned from the, the shopping center. And to me, that is the emptiest punishment because how can you ban somebody yep. from a shopping center? Like, does every security guard know every single person's face that's banned and they can see them and chuck them out? No, you know. And same with a football game. Like, I, you don't you don't show any ID, you don't show anything like that as you're going in. So, as yeah, it's an empty ban. Yeah, I would, I'd expect you wouldn't be able to buy tickets through Ticketek or something like that because you maybe your name, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, but, of course. But so there's, there's so many yeah, your friends buy tickets that. and like it's. I don't think they have like a, a list of photographs on the wall and the security you know commit these faces to memories and if you, and if you see them you've got to go. Yeah, exactly. Like otherwise you're getting the job and if it was like the wanderers i mean like how are you going to commit like you know ten thousand faces to memory there's so many of them literally so many of those people get banned um so yeah it's a bit empty isn't it but um yeah no that 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 sort of thing doesn't happen at penrose which is good very good (laughs) very good otherwise it wouldn't have lasted yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) all right that's it for the questions this week so uh, you got anything else you want to add oh just pray for me, please. <laughs> please pray for me, people, <laughs> because I need something. I need something to make life worth living. So, what do you need this week? Do you need? Do you actually need a win, or do you just need a performance that sort of signifies a win uh, around the corner? You know, it's getting to the point where it's like, I, nah, I need a win yep. because otherwise, it's just getting. You know, someone said the other day we have to win ten of our next sixteen games to make oh. the usual eight cutoff, and that's actually quite a lot of games to win. That's like, you know, it's not um yeah. ten out of sixteen. That's a 
oh, like it doesn't make, it makes me uncomfortable, that sort of stat. Um, so we kind of need to start winning and winning now. Um, so a win is what would really make me happy. You know, you know you're going bad when but, they start you know, talking about mathematical stuff at the start of the season. <laughs> like, it's annoying that, you know what? It was, it was like, it was just a week ago when I think everyone on Twitter was carrying on saying Panthers season over. And I still think that's really ridiculous to say that after round yeah. eight. Um, but it's, I think it's making me paranoid, me reading all this sort of yeah. thing, because it is a dumb thing to say. And I remember, I think it was 2014, where the Cowboys were dead set wooden spooners until about round 14, yep. because I remember they played us, and they won, and they won about eight games from that point on, and they almost won the grand final. Like, they got within a game yep. of the grand final. Yep. Um, so, you know, obviously, the season is definitely not over. And it's just, you know, you know how the media is. Yeah. They just take anything yep. and they... It was even power in 2009 no, as well. I mean, they, they only secured eighth place in the second yeah. last round. And uh, after exactly, being like and last they made it to the yeah, final. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it, it, that, all that's possible. I don't know. They're talking about, like, if they talk about teams like the Tigers, they're like, oh, you know, they can make fun, like, you know, run for the finals, whatever. And they've only won one more game than us. Yeah. So, I don't really see why we're, our season's over and their season's possible. That Tigers thing, um, they know that but, works on the fan base. That, that's, that, that keeps the, the West Tigers oh, fans buying the newspaper. Because that's that's the that's the formula. Doesn't it? Yeah. Does and like that's all we're talking about for the past year is West Tigers. Yep. So hopefully someone else make you know stirs things up a bit now. Exactly. Now that's all kind of settled. Um, but yeah, I just I would like a win. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so please, everyone, pray for a win. Collectively, pray for a win for me. <laughs> or a Broncos loss, whatever you prefer. If people would rather just pray for a Broncos loss, then that's. Fine. I think that's something that the entire rugby league uh, supporting public can get around. Really, community yeah. would like. Yeah. We can all band together. And just hope the Broncos lose. Exactly. Deal. Looking forward. Thanks again, Nat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. And, as always, no if you worries. have a question for Nat, uh, just hashtag us, Nat. Uh, send us a tweet or, yeah, send us a DM or whatever. You know, if you've got more to say, then a, a tweet will allow. And, uh, yeah, and we'll get to your question uh, next week. Kicking off for round nine, what we decided was, wasn't we? Uh, Broncos versus Panthers, Thursday night. Suncorp. Yes. I'm sad to say that the Penrith Panthers are going to lose again. Yeah, I, I am, uh, am pretty much with you on that one. Bryce Cartwright at six. Who's his bodyguard going to be? Yeah. Is he going to be able to do the job? I don't think so. But you never know. Maybe Cardi might be super selective with his offloads. Maybe. Maybe he might be a star. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd really like to. You know, we've got a very good record against Brisbane, and, and it'd be a good game to bounce back. And from what you are saying earlier, I mean, he's like, he's super pumped to be in, in the six. Yeah. So, um, but I, I don't think there's there's enough happening yet for, for him to take the game, but, but I'll be happy for them to be competitive and, again, just try and execute a game plan where they can, you know, build some sustained pressure at any point in the game. The Rabbitohs take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls Friday night pub game. Mm. And, uh, six o'clock. Yep, six o'clock game. In the city, Allianz. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, a good chance for people to go after work and watch the game, and not that they will. Um, and look, George Burgess, he's, he's got a number of weeks out suspended, I think four. Mm. Uh, which is funny how he gets suspended, but fucking Sam. <laughs> so over there. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds back, just like last time we played him. Reynolds came back. Uh, look, I mean, he's obviously going to be a a, a factor for them, you know, a, posi- a positive factor. 
uh, for the for uh, for the side. But um, yeah, mainly going all right at the moment. I think if they uh, don't shit the bed and just play the way that they have been for the most part, certainly for the last three halves of football, uh, I think they'll be all right. I, I think this one has more to do with Souths than, than it does with Manly uh, and, and how Souths bounce back from what happened last week because they were a, they were a competitive side against Brisbane last week. Yep. Um, if, if that's fucked them in the head, then Manly will have them easily. Yep, and I mean, and and they had they had the game in, the, in round two where they played each other yep. as well, and they were even up to about ten minutes, and then Southampton a couple of tries at the end. So it's recent enough that you know, hopefully, Manly can use yeah. that one as a bit of motivation as well, and uh, you know, fire up a bit. Uh, the Cowboys take on the Eels on a Friday night, the later game at thirteen hundred teeth. I don't think that last week's evidence is uh, is enough to say that oh yeah, the you know the Eels are back from the. Yeah, I, I don't the, think the, the Eels are back, and just based on the fact that it's a road trip. Yep. Um, and at this point, the Cowboys pretty used to uh, JT not being there. However, yeah. he's made his way into the 21. He has, but I, I think every everywhere that Penrith didn't hurt them, um, you know, people like Tumalulu and, and Hess yep. are going to be able to put some damage in Parramatta. When's Semi's court date? I don't know. You ask that every I week, don't you? Is it round nine? I think. I don't know. Is this his, his swan song? Well, you know, you're assuming that something's going to happen. Hmm. I'm not you sure. I hope so. I think Cowboys, though. Uh, the Titans take on the Knights at Hope Solo Coliseum. Hmm. Look, Titans at this stage, hey? Yep. I mean, they once again, more injuries. Yeah. Um, LG's on the interchange. Uh, Grismule, fuck, he's had some bad luck. Uh, Lawton out injured, Copley as well. Sargentson in the centres. Look, I'm still going to go the Titans. I just think that they're slightly better. They're slightly better side um, in their current injury riddled format. They're mu- they're a much better side than Newcastle when they're not. Yep. And uh, and but the Titans, they at least at least try to keep you know competing the whole time. So. Yep. Yeah, and saying that, the Knights tasted victory against the Titans. Talk about motivation. Mm, yep. But I don't think it'll be enough. I think the Titans. Jalen Feeney at halfback, hey? Mm. Not not good. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs take on the Canberra Raiders Saturday afternoon at ANZ. I think the... Uh, oh, potential return for Hopewati this week, they say. Mm. Uh, Frawley, reserve again. And he hasn't really been as good as that first game where he, the, yeah. where he looked apart. I, th- I think in the battle of the forwards, um, Canberra have the edge. But that's also where I think the game is the most even in in the forwards. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I think Canberra. I think Canberra will get 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 the edge there, but they'll kill him out wide. Yeah, definitely. They'll fucking kill him. Um, yeah, I, I think this will be a good opportunity for Canberra to, to bounce back. Yep, and show what they're made of. Tigers take on the Sharks at Leichhardt Saturday night. Yeah, tough luck to the Tigers copping the Sharks after a loss. A loss they shouldn't have had. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ouch. And like Lewis comes back into the side. I'm not saying Beal is amazing, but he's a mainstay and he's back in in as well. Luke Lewis, after his um, advertising sabbatical. Yeah, I haven't seen that ad, but 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 I've heard it's fucking terrible. It's pretty fucking bad. And I'm a big Luke Lewis fan. Yeah. 
So it's just like he's he's readings the lines are just terrible. Like the actual the whole conception of the the ad is terrible. Everything or about he, the ad. Yeah, and and his line reading is just like I guess like footy player wouldn't. Yeah. Be unenthusiastic. Like if you're trying, you know, it's like trying to find something positive about the gas attacks on Syrian children. Yep. Like you can't even say that the fucking pad used to launch the rocket was made from sustainable materials. <laughs> that there is nothing. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if you're a, if you're an advertiser and you're employing an agency or whatever to put together a TVC, so I hear them on the radio all the time because you know the local guys like you know like Sam Thiday and then there'll be some dude from like you know the Reds or something on an ad, and they're probably not in the same room recording at the same time. They're recording their lines and they put them together, but yeah. it's like they're bantering with each other in the ad. I think this is fucking terrible. Anyone can hear. That it's fucking terrible. Helen yeah. Keller knows all about it. As an advertising person, why don't you give them a reading? Just say, like, instead of like, oh, such and such, you did it, it, it. Yeah. Put some expression to it. Tell them how to, exactly how to say it. Let them copy you, you, you know? know? Would you say, you are a potato, or would you say, you're a potato? Mate, you're a potato. Yeah. Anyway. Like, just, yeah. Ridiculous. Um, what I say there? Sharky, I think Sharky's yeah. are just are just too good. Uh, the Warriors take on the Roosters in New Zealand. This one, like the Warriors, I think they're they're starting to become a dangerous side. They are, as they proved last week. I am th- not convinced on the Roosters. I mean, a large part of their victory was due to the fact that the Dragons lost Widdop and just didn't capitalise and score enough points when they had the ascendancy mm. in the first half. Yep. In New Zealand, yeah, I think the Warriors could get them. I, I think over time, the the Roosters have enough enough laziness on their edges yeah that um that Johnson and Co can can cause some real problems here the uh, and don't at the time I didn't have the team list either for these two uh and finally the uh Dragons take mm-hmm. on the Storm this would have been a big game yes a week ago yes without Widdop I think the Storm easily I mean if the Storm want to strangle the fuck out of the Dragons Widdop might have made it harder. He could have kicked them out of trouble. He could have controlled things a bit yeah. and tried to perhaps get the Dragons on the front foot. I think without him, it's as simple as that. I just don't think that they can do it. And uh, I think the Storm will... Agreed. ...will get the win and probably strangle them out pretty quickly. Yeah. Sadly for the Dragons, but uh, yeah. Hmm. Six weeks of pain coming up. full-time of episode 252 thanks for listening everyone and of course you can interact with us on twitter so follow at twi league we're also on facebook.com forward slash this week in league thanks everyone for sharing the posts um so a lot of usual suspects every week so uh, i should start naming you guys uh-huh. fantastic the usual suspects who <laughs> not that usual suspect <laughs> no no not old not old kaiser uh, but <laughs> the rest of them <laughs> Um, so yeah thanks for that guys uh, no new reviews this week on iTunes so get in there if you uh, want to get your name up in lights because we love reading the reviews now on there like, for people that yeah. don't have Twitter or Spaceybook yep. is there an email address they can send questions comments hello at thisweekinleague.com hello at thisweekinleague.com yep that easy fuck yeah send, send us an email in. if you wish and a lot of people have done so in the past so yeah please and do. tell us if you want your real name redacted or something yeah make sure you tell us I mean like I, I, often I'll assume that you don't want it you know out but uh I won't I'll it'll, fucking insta stalk you 
Yeah, it always helps though if you. Well, yeah, you can stalk. I mean, because you know the name. I'm just saying, you know, read it out in the show. That's all. Yeah, you can okay. stalk them and you know download all the pictures there and go, <laughs> go fucking nuts. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's got dark and very quickly. I mean, you assume their identity and, and you know plot on plot on the day where you can wear their skin as a as a costume, but <laughs> you just don't read their name out on air. That's all. <laughs> Supercoach, Lucky Punks on top, followed by Ebenezer Rascals, Dingbats Junior, Mint, Odie McOatface, Mighty Doggies, Sesame Timbers, Jimmy Pete's World, Seaweed Steelers, and Lamb of God. Tipping. Had some ructions there. TBI Dragons on top. Tied with Mikus and E underscore Rascals. Next back a point. We have Terry G, Mitch and Panto. Following that one point further back, we have Singo, John, Fabs and Hammerhead Thrust Eagle. One-Eyed Tiger was on top. Had a lead of a point at one stage. Nowhere to be found in the top 10. I believe he's dropped down to about 13th, if uh, my memory serves. Fuck, so yeah. He's on the minibus. Yeah. Jeez. He's on the... He's uh, Well, he's uh, he stepped off the bus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ivan wants the bus going, you know, upwards. Very fucking unwise move by Ivan. What's that? To have a catchphrase that revolves around a bus, which is what also is- known as a coach. Yeah, what about and his catchphrase? He is a coach. What about his catchphrase about like you know they're all the they're the big they're the big seventeen? Way to way to sow the seeds of mutiny amongst all the players who weren't <laughs> fucking mutinous little. <laughs> but, the, but, but there's twenty one of us, Ivan. <laughs> yeah, it's a competition to be in the big seventeen week in week out. You start out in the big twenty one, and the big twenty one contracts that, slightly the big seventeen. That's what the Tigers need: fucking certificates of participation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping. (laughs) Nice. That's it. See you next week. See ya.